Big Ray Hernandez. Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your Next Level Wrestling Review. Presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com and fucking tired and I work with fucking children be serious I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit it's not yeah 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 ladies and gentlemen uh, good morning everybody good afternoon good evening good night you don't know who i am ladies and gentlemen i am the pundit of the people man with the plan big ray here to stay to talk some lucha libre which is your spanish lesson for wrestling today ladies and gentlemen i am not alone i don't know how many championships this man has won but i'll tell you what he's definitely won your heart i know that for a fact who am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? He is my co-host with the most. And he likes toast or a nice, good old-fashioned roast. No? No. It's wrong song. The Vets. That's him. He's a Rip Rogers guy. More of a meatloaf guy, too. The Vet. That, that, Rip, rip, rip Rogers guy. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe he doesn't like roast. Maybe he's more of, like I said, a meatloaf guy or a pork chop guy. Pork chop steak, good steak. But anyway, he's a Rip Rogers guy. It is the vet, Jamie Williams. The vet, Jamie Williams. How are you, sir, this morning? Good. Hey, speaking of toast and roast. Oh, uh, shit. Did you ever have like a pot roast sandwich from Denny's or uh, uh, whatever? Denny's? No, yeah. but I've had a pot roast sandwich. My mom. My mom has made pot roast. Pot roast is more of an American thing. I think so, yeah. Um, you know, uh, us as Latinos or Puerto Rican people would have, uh, <clears throat> I guess the, the Puerto Rican pot roast would be a penil, right? Like a roast pork. Yeah. That would be our roast lots of things. That would be that would be our version of uh, I guess what uh, I let your I let your fucking song play way too long. Let's get a little let's get a little gully let's get a little gully <clears throat> get a little gully here, as you would say. Is gully a northeast term? It is. Okay. It is. Well, it was. I, I I doubt. Fallen out of fashion. Oh, I don't think the kids say that shit anymore, man. I don't think they give a fuck. Would you like to define it for the? Yeah, uh, global listeners. It's it's like uh, you know, you don't give a shit. You know, there are no rules or regular or nor regulations that you, that you, you just break every, all the rules. She's gonna get yeah. it's like pandemonium. You know, she's gonna get fucking. She's gonna get Matt Gully in here, son. Word up. Why well, is we say the nineties word? Did it up? Yes, yes. Hmm. Did it up? Is that a northeast thing too? 
it witted us. I don't know if you remember, there was a point in juncture in the 90s where we used to communicate with each other as teenagers. We used to stutter our words so that older folk or police officers didn't understand what we were saying. So you just took the carny speak and replaced the Z's with D's? Yes. Okay. So, it's a, so, like, so, so instead of saying, uh, you know, we're in a his house or his house or whatever, we were like, hit it house, created it. That type of thing, you know, and nobody could figure this. Well, I mean, there were other, you know, there were certain words, you know, like, like I just learned what cap means now. Just did your son well, tell you? My son told me, yes. What is this cap? Is, what are these baseball hats that people <laughs> are talking about? It's like, dad, you're an idiot. It means fake, it means not believable. Cap, right. The most popular application you'll hear young folks say is no cap, which no means cap. the truth. Right. No cap. Mm. Mm. Media M5, your money. <laughs> anyway, I'm fucking excited, Bet, because it's my day off. Oh. And in between this time, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on social media at Big Ray Hernandez. I, I went back for round two of helping my mom clean up. And I found. Uh, and I have them back here. I'm not going to pull them out, but I, I found all these fucking awesome games mm -hmm. on my PlayStation 2 Slim. The original SmackDown games. I think I have them all the way up to, you know, the end of the PlayStation 2, right? I can't remember. But anyway, I'm excited to hook that up. I have my little gimmick here where I can plug in the, the red, yellow, and, you know, into the HD, HDMI. Oh, by the way, it worked great, but I think I told you this with the Nintendo. That's of good. course, it looks a little weird on the TV. Yeah. But it looks pretty good if you just adjust this and soften that. Nice. If you just keep a tube TV on hand for just such an occasion. <laughs> you know, I considered. Maybe the one with the little VCR and built in the bottom. <laughs> I considered. It's funny that you said that. I considered getting one of those old TVs because they you can you can buy them. Because my little, my fucking, uh, I can't play Duck Hunt. Yeah, it won't work on a, on a, um, LED. Fucking whack, bro. I have the, the HDMI adapter. I, I, that's what I bought. Uh, I'm sorry, Dark Side Caster. Yeah. <sighs> we can acknowledge you in a, in a brief second. Just, just get the, um, just get one of those, uh, Lightning McQueen nine inch, uh, <laughs> TV DVD combos. <laughs> you should be oh, good. Man. I'm excited to hook that up, man. My wife is like, you are a child. Now I like, shut up and bend over. Show you who the man is. God damn it. And she didn't. And I slept on the couch. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just woke up. When from I say I just woke up, yeah, from the couch. My neck is killing me because I told my wife to bend over and shut up. After she hit me, she threw the pillow on my face and said, fuck off, little dick. And... I'm here. Woke up late. <clears throat> so anyway. So she, so she didn't get the nine-inch Lightning McQueen? <laughs> All night. I, I, I'm trying to sleep out here. <laughs> ka <-chow>, ka <laughs> this time. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. 
you're gonna acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home, acknowledge me. Oh yeah, it's time to acknowledge these people. You ready? Oh yeah. Yes, no more Benny Hill. We've we've, oh. we've switched it up here. Do you recognize this, Ben? Um, this is some kind of '80s, '90s WWF background music for one oh of their pay per views or something. It is it's like Saturday the Royal Night Rumble main event, man. Saturday Night main event, yeah. Yes, because these people here are the are the main event. Now I'm gonna re- I'm gonna remind everybody: if you guys are watching on 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 on, on Twitch, if you guys are watching on um on YouTube, you can comment. Uh, we see your names and everything like that. But if you are watching on Facebook, if you're joining us, join us on Facebook and you say hello, like this person right here, the Facebook user, just put, you know, do your little hand gestures, say hi, but then put your name or just, you know, however you want us to address you. You know, so Facebook, whoever's using Facebook right now, watching Facebook, please tag your name on your comment. All right. And, or, or initials or whatever. What's going on? Why does it not recognize the user? Because Facebook is gay and not in a good way. Does that make sense? Yes. I really don't understand. Facebook is, is uh, well, they, they, they did take down the old homie media discussion group for no mm-hmm. fucking reason. Mm-mm. So fuck Mark Zuckerberg. But, we you know, we have the new homie media group. Group. So we're yeah, back. For now. For yeah. now. God, Jesus. All right, so right off the bat, ladies and gentlemen, we have our friend, Ding Dong, yes, boy, is uh, Chris... Winland. Yes, boy! Windiest of all Chris's. And then we have our boy, Mr. Scott. Well, there's... You know what happens there. It's uh God damn it's it. A thing. It's a thing, right? You Even know. the music restarted. Hmm. Can I... Stop. Take it down. It's getting all glitchy and shit. Anyway. You have the man who... Oh, shit. The Retro Rocket review removed the second review from his name. Oh, so this is this is the thing that the other guy was reviewing. Right. And he's this is probably a different guy then. I think it's the same guy. It's just it's probably well, I wouldn't make sense. Why would no, I don't know. I'm confused. Anyway, I'm just as confused either. as you. It's fine. We have Media M5. He is in the house. What's going on, big boy? Love you, love you, love you deep. What? That's something Colin would say to him at the glory hole. <laughs> we got Buckshot Kids. Well, I'm kid. Just one kid. Does he have just one? Is it more than one one kid? It's just one, right? He is one kid. Okay. He might have more than one kid. Got it. Does Buckshot? Does Buck? What is this, what's Buckshot's real name? Larry, right? Is it? <laughs> No, Larry. Larry Kid, yes. Larry, how's Gary? By the way, uh, excellent. All right, cool. We have the biggest ass in all of HMG in all of the world. It is our friend Frank's Picklebarrow ass. Always pops the guys at the Wednesday locker room when they read his name for some reason. I don't know. Neither here nor there. Um, who else we got here? We have Scott. I already got this. Uh, I think. Am I missing anybody? Yes, of course. Yeah, half the people. I don't have his fucking. Uh, I don't have. A, I should. I should have kept this theme music. That's what I should have did. Or maybe I did. Is he the only person in the chat that gets his own uh, intro? I don't have it. God damn it. 
Anyway, like a boss. It's Charles the Hammer Evans. What's going on, Charles the Hammer Evans? What's going on, buddy? He's doing cardio. Is, is that what he does while he's listening to us? Uh, that's what I hear. When he listens There's to the a podcast. comment like right there, I should say. Where? Let me see. Oh, I'm getting my cardio in. Motherfucker. <clears throat> he doesn't speak that way. Actually, very articulate. No, Sweet. Yeah, it was very, it was very clean uh, in his appearance. You know, definitely you- not interested in getting us kicked off of YouTube in any form or fashion. Very polite and well spoken. A gentleman, almost. Well, the name like Alfred. Right. Well, he's really the hammer. Yes, but. All right. Well, I'm just saying the guy will fucking rip your. Your head from your shoulders if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Anywho, what else we got here? Chris Winland, I already got that. Charles, all right. I think everybody's been acknowledged, right? No. 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 What am I missing? Oh. If you just continue reading down right. the list of names, what are they? What are they testing on Lab Rat? Oh, um, I think tables. Uh, oh. Chris Chris Winland had said that in the chat also. Yeah, you maybe, can be a maybe. table. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I actually might. I actually might wear that shirt. But... Which one? The I'm gonna table you, or I'm gonna, you're gonna get tabled. I actually like that. We'll talk about That's that. It's terrible. You ain't gonna pay no twenty nine dollars for oh, a black t shirt with white letters on I'm gonna it. Fucking, I'm gonna like write this it. Is I'm gonna write it where everyone of rocks catchphrase has got its own shirt <laughs> with a record of 194 and two what what am i looking at this wrong this guy is the greatest boxer of all time 194 and two jesus fuck that's a lot of dancing he must have done some really high level p rose type shit to get black listed from all the halls of fames and everything like that that we've we don't hear about this guy and talk about him every day it's incredible what's the handsome one dan heffern wow 194 and two anyway ah it is oh yeah with this music let's play it a little louder oh yeah it's the lovely elizabeth oh yeah walk down that aisle lovely elizabeth she's here Lovely Elizabeth. Your cookies are long gone, kid. Them shits are gone like two weeks ago. Every fucking one. And Liz, I have to say something, Elizabeth. She ain't cheap, but not only did she send me high quality, well, send me and Jen high quality cookies, mm-hmm. but I'm using them fucking plastics that <laughs> to like take my lunch to work now. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I feel like almost like I'm stealing. But I didn't. I won. Mm-hmm. I guess awesome. that's included in the deal, right? Oh my god! Like just wonderful, and they're microwave safe. Thank you, Elizabeth. Do you want those back? I can send them. I feel bad. It's like very good uh, Tupperware. Anyway, I mean not. Anyway. It is the dark side caster. What do they cast? What kind of? What kind of? Uh, podcast they listen to on the Imperial Starships. Hmm. Um, they probably <clears throat> listen to podcasts about like 
laser gun accuracy and you know just general evil stuff harvest <laughs> turn they, they do not i don't know i can't do a, a yogurt <clears throat> what merchandising merchandising <laughs> the best movie of all time and the best boxer of all time dancing one mm-hmm. handsome dan heffer did i mention charles alfred yeah of course i did oh yep. you have the most incredible beard in all of the land it That's is right. the uh the illuminati one what do, how do i say this the illuminati you don't you don't oh we you don't, don't talk you don't really talk he wears a ring and shit and you get stuff for free i guess i don't know how it works they keep they keep uh sending me messages click this link you know mm. so i click the link i gave him my bank account so fucking cool so i'm the illuminati now now you say that i'm gonna get a lot of money vet right but i'm always seeing my bank account being emptied out by them so what does that mean now are you confusing their like symbol for like a pyramid scheme like have you been, have you been have you been conned have you been hoodwinked bamboozled run amok wait conned like let us I'm serious i'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit no the other kind nine days from tonight yeah that one ah, i got it Oh, but I'll tell you what, shit is cold blooded. Cold blooded X, cold XX blooded XX. Too many cold bloods on YouTube. He's here with a record of two wins and one hundred forty-two losses. What? Whoa! What just is retired? It's like he's like Gabby J or, or Glass <laughs> Joe. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Did you know that Gabby J, is it Gabby J is the is the one guy that beat uh who was it the the final boss in the first punch out? It's like a, Mike Tyson. <laughs> not that punch out. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was it was actually Gabby J and then Buster Douglas that beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, holy shit, Al Robinson, real quick. So Al Robinson look looks nothing like I thought he would. That is one distinguished looking motherfucker. Well, he always comes in with a gentleman. So good lord, let me tell you something, brother. I'm gonna stop this music. You are a handsome gentleman. Just. He's got a nice beard. White. Anyway. I was like, what the fuck? Because he joined the Hami Media Discussion group. Group. I was like, wait a second. I'm the one that let you in, by the way. He sent the little. You an- and he answered the questions. You let him in with that record? One. What is it? Two and 142. It's like if they flipped him and, and danced yeah. effort. Maybe he didn't, you know, you got yeah, we're gonna have to speak to the commission about this. Yeah, pay up, brother. Oh my lord! All right, wow, a lot of uh, a lot of you guys in the, in the chat today. Thank you all the way from Israel. You ever had a you ever had a good kanish? Oh my god! In the Lower East Side, we had this wonderful old Jewish man. He had to be like in the seventies, and it was like eight. I was like, I'm talking about the eighties. We had this nice cart, and these fat 
fucking canicious, bro. He used to cut them in half and put a little mustard in there with some some salt. Oh, so good. Anyway, I miss those days, man. I miss those. You like a you like a good bialy, or you're more of a bagel guy. Hmm. I'm I'm ashamed to say I don't know what the first thing you said was. Wow, you don't know what bialy is. No, was that was she the one that was on uh, Blossom? No. no, she was a black chick I dated in high school. Oh, yo, y'all see Bialy? All right, I'll tell you about it later. Todd Bradley, the comment king of all comments. Goddamn mm-hmm. right. I'm serious. That no, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. The comment king. Well, he's the comment king in PWC. Let's see if he can become the comment king here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have Facebook user. Don't know who it is. We'll figure it out. Please don't forget, guys. Write your names at the end of each comment if you're on Facebook. Ah! Facebook from the professor with a middle finger. So it's the professor. Chao Belo Veracruz. Send him a link right now. uh, Can you you jump in? I'm going to send him a link after we get off this. After I'm done with this. Um, Just send it to him. I can't do it at the same time. Give me a second. Do it now. He is magnanimous. He is glorious. He is scholarly. You forgot effervescent. And effervescent. Oh, God damn it. The professor Chabela Cruz. Uh Todd. Todd Brantley is in the house. You already acknowledged I did. Him. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I didn't tell you that Jerome is in the house. That's true, you didn't. Very happy to have Jerome. Shit. God damn right. Jerome's in the house, and I think, all right, I think, therefore, I am. I'm scrolling, 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 and I think that might be everybody. Okay, yeah. So well, right there's now, a couple, but I mean, what? Well, who? Who am I missing? Ah, the brother of former WWE World Heavyweight Champion Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is in the house, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm. Yep. And then some dickhead column who booked Freak Out Papa Down for some reason. And and who? I don't I don't know who I'm missing. You're gonna have to do the, this one. The the artist. Where? It's, doesn't matter where he's there. All right. Well, I'm I'm so sorry. And Zane Vicious. What? And Paul Arzola. Zane Vicious rules the world. And maybe that, that's all. I wonder if that, that microphone smell like his spit. Zane Vicious. I mean, Sid Vicious. No? Oh, maybe. Hmm. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's not time for the one. Certainly is not time for the two. I'm just trying to stall because I can't find the video. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the three count. This is the three count. With the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now, back to Big Ray and the Vet. It is a three count, ladies and gentlemen, with the latest and greatest in pro wrestling news of the day. All right, Fed. How you doing, buddy? So we got some. Uh, we got some. You have any? Hey, question. 
Uh, I know you guys. Damn, I have a runny nose. What's going on here? Anyway, I heard you guys talking about uh, Jay Uso and and the booking of SummerSlam. Oh yeah, and some people were very unhappy about it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Why are you guys so unhappy about it? like you didn't see the long term like people? I think people think they shotgun. Is that the term? The shotgun, the uh, the the turning of Jimmy Uso and shit like that. Well, hot shotting is probably more right. wrestling adjacent, but shotgun works. I think you everybody knows what you mean if you say that. I just wanted to to, to run a couple of things by you and tell me what you what you think regarding this. I don't think I think this okay. this whole Jay Uso turn thing has been in the works forever, for almost two years. Jimmy Uso turn. I mean Jimmy Uso turn. So, about two or th- about two, a year ago, they were on with, if I'm correct, Chris Van v- Van Vliet, who I actually like a lot, and um, they were discussing, like they were sitting on the couch, talking about, hey man, we want to eventually, we want to have a match together at WrestleMania. I don't think yeah. this, I don't, th- you know. So they have been talking about this forever. They've never fought each other mm-hmm. at all. It's something right. that. So that's number one. Number two, um, if you remember, and I was—I should have wrote this down, but I had it all in my head. Roman Reigns, when he was breaking down about a year ago or so, that the only—oh, was it a couple of months ago—that the only person that voted against Jim Jay Uso getting a shot at becoming the tribal chief was his brother, Jimmy. So what I'm saying is that all along, I feel that Jimmy Uso has been jealous of his brother because his brother has been getting these shots. And I believe that the only reason Jimmy turned hear me out, turned on his brother and attacked Roman was so that Jimmy would not get the chance to be champion or become the tribal chief. Jimmy's never wanted his brother to be tribal chief. If this, if I'm thinking the storyline through, um, I don't think there was any hot shot booking to any of this or whatever the fuck we call it. I think it's this is like like an intricate part of the overall big plan. And I think also if you really, really fucking um think about it, I think the match between those two guys are is gonna be fucking great. So I don't know. I I, I before we jump the gun, I say let it play out a little more. People are saying that it's dead. Stop it. Kill the bloodline story. Why? Do you, do you agree they should kill the bloodline story already? Ben? Um, not. You can't just kill it out of nowhere. But it was it was time to start winding it down a little bit ago. Uh, the only way this works is. If what you say, it's not so much about turning on his brother, but just not letting his brother be the guy. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly, you you said it the way I I was thinking it. Yeah, which, okay, that's the only way it makes sense, because if it's not that, then what were we just doing a month ago where you turned to side with your brother and you, you know, like... 
you spent the last you know few weeks kicking the shit out of roman reigns and now you'd be back with him so if it's if he's not going back with roman mm. then there's some legs to this but i think it just it, it it confused people a little bit the way they did it and on top of that it was like what we had just sat through you know that whole long show right. with a lot of bad booking decisions and this terrible match that they had for the main event um that was just so corny soap opera bullshit mm. um i think people that was kind of like the cherry on top where people were just really throwing their arms up at it and being like i'm tired of it, it you're right that perhaps they're a little bit jumping the gun but um i also do think that there's been at least three times in the entire uh bloodline saga where i personally have felt you know three different periods of time where i felt that for a period of time they were treading water because they didn't know what to do to extend it right so they're just like we don't have anything so we'll just pull something out of our ass and get you know buy time until we do think of something right mm -hmm. it doesn't have the uh it doesn't have the flavor of something that's like planned out from beginning to end it seems like it's been artificially extended due to uh you know a, a lot of merchandise sales and a lot of ratings increases and attendance increases and, and the bloodline is good for business and for that reason they should not prematurely kill it but it's going to have to end at some point and I think that all this stuff, again, if I go back to what I've been saying, that WrestleMania should have ended with Cody on top, mm. all this stuff could still play out the same way. Right. You know, you still have all the family drama and everything, and then that gives Cody and Brock's thing that extra little something to, uh, you know, make that feel like a main event story also. And speaking about Cody real quick, I don't know if you mentioned uh, Impact Attack. I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole um, podcast yet. I was like 80% through, but <clears throat> excuse me. But that, it, it came out that that situation between Brock and Cody, where Brock hugged, nobody knew what was happening. That was between them two. It was Brock basically putting over Cody Rhodes. Um, what does that say? Like, does that say anything to you that a dude like Brock Lesnar that like you really have to earn the guy's respect. It Went says off. that Brock. It says that Brock can't read the room. Explain. Because even if he, even if he felt that way, um, mm. that's not how the angle went. If he felt like that's something that he was going to do, eventually, if he wanted to be the one to endorse Cody, we should have had a much different build to this. Um, it just didn't fit. It was the it was an ending to a different story that they didn't tell. Mm. Uh, you know, you don't you don't need to beat the guy up in front of his mom and then just be like, "Yeah, I like you, kid." Like you already you already had two matches with him. You know how tough he is. This isn't that. Th this is not that. Uh, so that part was weird. If you want to give him a hug and shake his hand, do that backstage. Um, but if they gave you this, if this is the creative they gave you, you got to kind of. You know go with the creative i would have just walked off and left him you know like let cody have the moment and just walked off silently you know off camera 
Huh. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? It makes like, sense. I, I, just, I just, I just feel like their, like their build, uh, doesn't go with his, you know, thing. But Brock does what he wants, so that's kind of what he is. He does, like you say, he does what the. Well, then he should have wanted to do it differently. I guess is what I'm saying. He should have, he should have vetoed some things along the way because a lot of it was just some bullshit. That remember that time that he just showed up randomly in like. Uh, some midwestern state and he came out and cody kicked his ass and he just went back up the ramp <laughs> like it's just like maybe you didn't see that episode of raw but everybody in the chat probably remembers that happening because we were all like what you got brock on a plane for this you know like one of his rare appearances he, he just came out at the beginning of the show cody Rhodes kicked his ass and he went back up the ramp and we were never seen him again Yo, I'm just I'm just putting this out there in the universe. I literally just sent the link to the professor, even if he jumps in for a minute. I mean, I we definitely, you know, get yes. kayfabe by wonderful people, so we're used to it. But so the hammer says that exactly that he didn't understand the room, or he didn't read the room. Yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah, I would have rather seen the story that ends with that you know handshake and hug and stuff like that they just didn't tell it you know they put the wrong last chapter on that story so but i mean hopefully if that's the last like a lot of people say the last thing that people see is what they remember so like maybe no one's gonna remember that time that brock took a plane to get his ass kicked and get back on the plane maybe no one will think about that they'll just remember the handshake and the hug you know if uh let me see i'm just curious to see what collision did because you know was you know going face to face with some head to head with SummerSlam. i think it was like four or something no let me see let me see uh, july 29th collision hit seven hundred thirty nine thousand, which isn't too bad uh oh my god oh wow four hundred seventeen thousand viewers man yep. that's not good well, I mean, they were on against SummerSlam. And UFC. And UFC. And Somehow Jake I don't Paul. think that's the same thing, though. And the Jake Paul fight. I don't think the AEW fans are concerned with those things. No, you don't think so? Oh, they don't. Yeah, they don't know how to fight. AEW no. fans. No, I, I think they would be like it, the, the, the 300,000 probably pick SummerSlam. You think I so? I think that's probably how it went, if that was a factor. Because they've also done close to 400,000 with no opposition. So, I mean, you, you never really can tell with collision. It just seems like what is everybody's personal Saturday night look like depends on their ratings, but you know, collision had a decent show and what collision's been doing as a show is they've been building their show to have a nice main event that people would like to see, uh, every week, even if the undercard isn't as strong, uh -huh. um which is kind of the opposite of dynamite right because you've seen many times in the past few years where dynamite would have like a strong match to start Holy, the show hold on yeah all right i, I don't have anything I, I have to stop this i don't have anything okay. glorious enough but i'll, I'll, I'll play this music because it's like some some hip-hop music ladies and gentlemen he is the glorious Woo! he is the magnanimous he is motherfucking effervescent. Holy shit on a stick. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one, the only, my friend, 
the professor, Tao Bello, Veracruz. What's going on, bruv? What's going on, Ray? What's going on? The vet, he's been asking for the professor. He's been wanting the professor. What is going on to the next level ites out there? I'm here. You've asked, and I've delivered. And it is, and vet, I'm gonna have to disagree. It is block time. I've trademarked it, it made all the sense of the real world. So I'm just saying that Brock times it's the, you know, Dusty had hard times. Cody's got Brock times. Brock times is over. Now we move on. I'm going to let you guys talk. Go ahead. You go. I, I, this is a, this is a dream. This is a personal dream of mine. I've always <laughs> wanted to uh, have the professor on. It's true. It's uh, we've true. interacted little bits in the past, but nothing like this. So, uh, welcome to the next level wrestling review. This is uh, this is this is a big deal. This is quite a, quite a, a huge deal. Very excited. Very, very excited. Quite a trip. even though he's I'm wrong excited. about Brock Lesnar, I I am so excited to just have him here, uh, and and to be able to tell him that personally. That's the best thing. And, and so. I'm excited to agree to disagree with you, Ved. So it's all good. Yeah. So, well, as I was explaining to Ray, I just felt like. Um, I like I, I like the ending of the match, but I just didn't feel like it fit the story, the ultimate lead up, because it didn't fit his behavior. So, I just would have liked to see it a little different. Um, I think they could have got there, but that's the story of WWE. They they could have gotten there in a much better way, even when they have a good idea. That's kind of how I feel about it. What are your thoughts? Your genuine thoughts about this? so? I mean, you guys have differing opinions, so. Why do you think this whole Brock Lesnar, you know, shaking Cody's hands and, and kind of like, you know, riding off this? Is this the end of their feud? Is that what this was, uh, Prof? I think it's the end of the feud, I think. But the most important thing out of that is I said this on the PWS, so I'll say this here on Next Level, is that the whole reason for Brock attacking Cody's the day after Raw after WrestleMania I looked at it and people said, why did he do that? Why? Why did Brock do that? It made no sense. Why? There's no titles on the line, nothing. But Brock is being Brock. But the, the number one thing for me, I, I looked at it this way, was Brock said, Cody, you are not the man. You are not on Dusty's level. You are not on main event level. You couldn't beat Roman Reigns. Why should I even give you entertain the thought that Cody can end his story against Roman Reigns? You didn't do it at WrestleMania. You got to prove it to Brock Lesnar. Brock freaking Lesnar. And Cody did it. Finally, at SummerSlam, he was the slayer. He slayed the slayer. Mm. I was going to say A-Track Brown's Negro Slayer, so he was the Negro Slayer <laughs> Slayer. So. Uh, A-Track Brown, you fucking bastard. Um, by the way, he keeps putting over that 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 big brawl. Did you see that brawl of that? where the uh the caucasian gentlemen were jumping this one black dude and all of a sudden some dude it was like a, by a riverboat and they just start beating like and, and just like african-american people just start popping out of nowhere one guy like literally swims across a lake or what was it what was the professor like a river Montgomery, alabama it was the river riverboat brawl that's what they called it the riverboat and one of the, one dude took a fucking steel chair and <laughs> fucking hit a dude over the head like shoot steel chair. It was great. It was one of the hit one dude and so then you hit say, a lady. Right. So the artist returned saying, "Slay the beast more than anyone has." Why? For Cody to get to the to the ultimate level, the final level. 
the storytelling level. And what is that? Now, here's, that... here's the problem. Here's the problem because, again, again the, the story has to end with Roman, which is WrestleMania. So you got to find a feeder between SummerSlam and, and uh, WrestleMania. And because Roman is on SmackDown, of course, Cody's going to have to, you know, the Constellation Prize with people like, oh, Seth Rollins. But, of course, you'll see the barriers of not even even – and not even getting the match with Seth Rollins and all that stuff. You got Dirty Dom, you got uh, what, maybe Finn Balor, all that stuff. That part, that I'll agree with you. Well, Vince is, is booking with epidurals and, 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 and you know, antihistamines or whatever the case may be. I give you that. I, all praises. But the story ends at WrestleMania. We all know that. Is it a year too late? Of course, that'll be debatable. And people will say, yeah, it's too late. He should have won it at SoFi. But that's the way the story is going to go. Yeah, Billy Ray would say that uh, there, Vet. What do you think? Well, here's the issue with Brock being that in that position. Brock has been devalued so much in recent years that I don't really even feel it was necessary. For example, let's not forget that Brock was a guy that they just used to put certain guys over in like five minutes, probably because Brock didn't want to be out there any longer than that. So he's like, oh, you want to put Seth Rollins over me? All right, fine, five minutes. So Seth Rollins beats Brock Lesnar in five minutes and becomes the Beast Slayer. And then Cody comes along and he beats Seth Rollins with one working arm. So I feel like with two working arms, he should have beat Brock Lesnar in two and a half minutes. But instead, we had to sit through a trilogy of matches uh, with some really wishy-washy booking in the middle. So that's why it doesn't work for me, brother. Um, if they had kept Brock Lesnar strong throughout all these years and not just fed him to other guys like the Seth Rollinses or the Drew McIntyres or whoever else they wanted to get over for that flavor of the month to give it a try, then yeah. But Brock lost a lot of mystique in the past few years, and I really just don't think he is what he once was. And now just, you know, it's not um, not consistent. So I didn't like it, but, uh, you know, I get what they wanted to do uh maybe there was some back and forth a little power struggle between the creative teams as it were on how things were going which led to some of this unevenness uh but excuses aside i mean i'm just saying it it left a sort of a mm, it was just unsatisfying you know like when you either when you had that meal where you just didn't get quite full enough right uh it, it was it was kind of like that or if or if you uh just had something where you felt like one of the ingredients was spoiled, but the rest was all right. Like, uh, you know, not quite fresh. So that, that's just my general feelings on it. Epidurals outvotes common sense. So and, and pro <laughs> professor, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard my, my, my theory regarding the, the Usos. Um, and I'm look, I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, I, you know, like I said, you know, certain people think that maybe perhaps this was like a hot shot or whatever booking or whatever, but I, I had laid out that I thought it was planned. Like this is part of the story. Um, your, your thoughts. There was, there was layers to this between Jimmy and Jay Uso there. I mean, if you go on Twitter, people have been laying out the, the evidence of it, you know, Jimmy calling himself main event, Jimmy Uso, Jimmy, uh, kind of like, Right, having uh having doubts about you know Jay Uso getting to the next level even from Jump Street, and can't forget even though it's been three years that people people would like saying well the Tribal Combat match you know what's up with the necklace they explained that necklace in 2020 when the off when uh Afa and Sika 
gave Roman Reigns the necklace. Right. To start. So, right. you know, if people don't have that, you know, if people don't have a good memory, I can understand that. I have Alzheimer's myself, <laughs> but the, the layers have been there. It's just that, you know, I don't, I don't want to bash AEW. I'll let Ray do that. But oh, yeah. I remember people going, oh, my God, the BCC, the elite. If you just go back and watch the whole weeks of Dynamite, they gave you the storyline bit by bit with Hangman Page and, you know, John Moxley and all that stuff. Well, bit by bit, if you go back and watch the Smackdowns and the Bloodlines, you will see the tension and the uh, the body language between Jimmy and Jey Uso. And again, from the that uh, Bloodline story, uh, what you call it? Where Jimmy, where Jay looked at Jimmy, when Paul Heyman even said to himself, he told, he snitched on Jimmy Uso, saying he, he voted you, he he voted against you. Yes, that's what I was but, talking about before. But what did Jay do? He chose. He rode with his bro. He rode with his ride or die twin bro, mm-hmm. and that was it. And now after this, now here's the where the quandary is. Where I will go with Vets' uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. The epidural might kick in. Is it Jimmy joining back to the bloodline and acknowledging Roman Reigns and you know saying you got the necklace? I follow you. That's stupid. You just mm-hmm. keep it. I call it a bloodline hybrid a spinoff. You just keep it between the Usos for payback, whatever the case may be. That's just me. This is why you're the most uh, unbiased and glorious person in the IWC YWC. I have to I have to admit that. Um vet any thoughts on on this um because I am excited to do this segment uh moving forward that I have planned. Oh, uh just that uh number 1 for the record, I never mentioned the necklace once, so I'm not in camp necklace. Uh mm. I you know, I've always even if I don't remember when exactly the date was that they mentioned its significance, I was I just assumed that they had done it. So I, I never had a problem with that issue. But I think a lot of people just like to make fun of the necklace. And uh, the other thing I would say is, um, as far as the Usos and doing a program where they're against each other and perhaps potentially singles, I would just wonder this. Um for the vast majority of WWE fans and fans all across the world, I would just personally wonder. I can tell the Usos apart. Can you? Yeah. I think I think Jimmy has like more of a a, a bigger jaw. Am I off here? That's not my point, Ray. Oh. It's a it's a rhetorical question. Oh. My point I'm making is how many of these fans who supposedly are huge Usos fans know the difference between Jimmy and Jay if they're not being told by the announcers or anything like that. So um we'll, we'll see we'll see who they who they get behind but when you've got a set of identical twins and you split them up it's kind of like well how do you justify putting one above the other in a company like this where you control the outcomes and everything you know it's a very strange situation that we haven't seen too too many times throughout wrestling history unless professor you can correct me and talk about all these twin twin uh, rivalries that we've had in wrestling we were close but I just I don't think it panned out between the Bellas because they had some friction mm-hmm. between each other. I think in 2014 with uh, I believe mm-hmm. it was Nikki Bella who who joined Stephanie in the corporation. But I don't think it uh, materialized right. into a match. But I'll say mm-hmm. this because there is one backdrop be- with the Usos fighting each other. And then because the Usos is one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. But remember tag teams greatest tag teams in history like the hardys the dudleys and, and stuff like that i'm using them as examples even the road wars they kind of had that little falling out in the attitude era 
Mm-hmm. Did it materialize into money matches? <clears throat> no, not really. Uh-huh. So that's the that's the fallback between Uso versus Uso. It's interesting on paper, but does it materialize mm-hmm. because A, does do the fans want to see the Usos fighting each other like that? Or B, do the do the fans just want to see them break away and just have a singles run, just like Vet says, you know, let them, you know, let Jimmy be Jimmy, let Jay be Jay and see what who, you know, what happens. We have a J12 jumping in here. He says, "Hey guys, I'm late. I'm I'm moving on from that Jimmy from the Uso shit. Hey guys, I'm late, but uh, I saw on Twitter that Tony Khan was mad at Dave Meltzer for not giving Chris Jericho versus Moxley from five uh from last year five stars. What? Why did why the fuck would Tony Khan be upset? Professor, you're a huge fan of Tony Khan in AEW. Oh yes, I am. Very, very much a big fan." You love Tony Khan. You, you, you I, I've heard you many times uh, exonerate. No, not exonerate. That's forward. Uh, celebrate the the brilliance of booking of, of the great Tony Khan. Uh, is this? Uh, is there any weight behind this? Is, should Tony Khan be upset regarding this bullshit? I mean, in this match. From what I remember, it was in Minneapolis, and I think because Tony Khan thought the story was so great that uh, Chris Jericho, you know, for one week only turned back into the Lionheart gimmick and stuff like that. So he thought that that was already four stars included before even they, you know, locked hands. So that's the problem with Tony Khan. I think Tony Khan was was just a mark for the story, Mm. but then he just let it materialize. I mean, it was a great match, don't get me wrong, but, you know, does it deserve to be five stars? You know, again... That's subjective to any fan's eyes. So, you know, it was it was a good match. I liked it. I enjoyed it myself, but I wasn't mad. <laughs> Look at that face. Did, I wasn't mad it didn't get five stars. <laughs> yeah, I just saw this. Uh the reason why I'm making that face is because I just saw J12 follow up and say ringside news. I saw oh, that. So fuck. so what do we got next, Ray? What do we have next on okay. the agenda? So it's funny because there's not a ton of wrestling news. So usually when there's not a ton of wrestling news, I usually go back in time. And this is perfect. This is perfect. So for you guys who don't know, um, the professor, and you should know because everybody fucking knows, but the professor is one of the founders, is uh, one of the original members, along with uh, our boy, the Tommy Wonder, who we want on this show as well. God damn it. Professor, make it happen. Shit. I I can only control myself, man. You wanted me. I, you got me. Okay. TW is a different story. It is a different monster. This is good. If I could stand up, I'd knock over the TV with my boner. But listen. Uh, the Pro Wrestling Reflection. It is the greatest old school pro wrestling podcast that you probably never watched or, or listened to. So there's only there's only an elite eight people that listen every single week. Magnificent uh, seven, elite eight, naughty nine, terrific ten, the essential eleven, and the tubular twelve. That's right. So there's only twelve people maximum. Can we make it? Uh, 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 I don't Thirsty know. Maybe. Thirteen. Yeah, the Baker's, the Baker's dozen. You know that would be amazing, but. I like to do a little segment called Today in Professional Wrestling. And for some reason, um, whenever I look back on the day that me and Vet are doing this show, there's always some interesting shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back in time. It is today in professional wrestling. What happened today? August 9th. Yes. So we're going to go all the way back, ladies and gentlemen. And I was supposed to fade that in. So if your eardrums got blown out, I apologize. We're going to go what? all the way. What? 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 Yeah. We're going to go back to 1980. Now, this match, I'm, 
it, it's fond memories for me because I remember my first VHS was a Coliseum video. <laughs> and it was uh, volume one. What was the name of the, the, the Coliseum videos? Uh, the best of the WWF. Remember that, Professor? Yeah, best of the WWF volumes one through whatever. And right. depending on the on the wrestler like Hulk Hogan, you know, he had his best of stuff like that. Right. So on this uh, VHS um, was this match. And I'm going to break it down for you guys. WWF presented the legendary showdown at Shea. That's a Shea Stadium now known as Shitty Field, as I call it. Um, it was in Flushing. <laughs> Shitty Flushing. It just all fucking works. It's all cyclical. Um, in front of a crowd of 36,295, this saw Bruno San Martino defeat his former protege, Larry Zabisco, in a steel cage match. Professor, you remember... Do you remember this match with Bruno San Martino's arm getting all shredded up by the cage? Oh, oh yeah, it was, it was a very uh, gory match for Bruno for Bruno purposes. And of course, you know, an old PWR uh, podcast episode, we talked about the greatest cage matches, and I had to include Bruno and Larry Sabisco from uh, Chase Stadium because, again, the storytelling was so was so great to even get to that point where Larry Sabisco wanted to, you know, he was the student and he wanted to trump the teacher by any means necessary. So, you know, this was a match, even in, in the losing effort, Larry Sabisco was a made man because of he, he, he held his own against the legendary Bruno San Martino. Vet, after that match, they, I think uh, even Larry Sabisco went to shake Bruno's hand, but Bruno wasn't having anything to do with it. Do you remember this match at all? Did you ever get a chance to watch it? I've seen it, but I wasn't alive to watch everything leading up to it. And, uh, you know, so... I just kind of had to pick up the story. I had to piece it together. Um, but yeah, I've seen, I've seen the match. I'm sure I've seen it once. And um, yeah, this was back when, uh, you know, a turn could be shocking. <laughs> it is no longer the case these days. Uh, but, um, you know, back then it was a little more novel, I think. We're going to fast forward 17 years now. The next uh, thing that happened, Hollywood Hulk Hogan vet retains the wcw world heavyweight championship against lex luger regains not retains so just, i'm sorry right. regain see this is why he's the professor mm -hmm. this is why he's effervescent glorious mm -hmm. did i mention glorious anyway yes he regained the wcw world heavyweight championship from lex luger with a surprise assist from sting at road wild in surges south dakota do you remember this shit guys the the surprise thing was actually Kevin Nash in a mask. Oh, or, is, that, is that what it was? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, the real Sting would never. No, because no. it would be in December of that year that the the match would finally happen, right, Professor? The Sting yep. versus Hogan. So mm -hmm. at Starcade. So so yeah, it wouldn't have been the real Sting, but um, yeah, they did like didn't they do? If I remember correctly. They had done a surprise title switch on a Nitro where Lex Luger won the title from Hogan, right? A couple of days before on the, on the previous Monday Nitro in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. or Arb No, Auburn Hills, Michigan. That's where Lex Luger won on the 100th Nitro episode. So wow, it was only a couple days before, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I got to tell you something, brother. I don't remember this shit at all. <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, 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 wait. Before you move to the next thing, I want to, since the professor's here, I got to take advantage. Okay. Uh, well, and since you brought this shit up, I got to ask. That's what so, 
you know, at that time, I don't remember exactly what I thought. I probably thought, oh, cool. But what did you think in terms of that? Like just giving the fans like a surprise on TV and then, uh, you know, did you agree with that? Did you agree with that choice at the time? Do you remember agreeing with it? And has your mind changed any in the, you know, 30 years since? What, the, the title switch on live TV? On free yeah, TV? to give it to Luger, you know, in the middle of Hogan's run like that. I mean, at the point of doing it on Nitro, I was giddy for it. I, I actually liked it. I thought it, it was mm -hmm. a great, like, telling point for WCW to finally, like, get one up on the NWO. But then four days later on a Saturday, <laughs> Road Wild, it was like, oh, that was it. It was just a filler just for Hogan to get his belt back. And, I, and the fans felt cheated. Like, okay, where's the story? It's like, oh, same old, same old story. It's just like, you know, again – if, if because it's the money train of a storyline, I think Vet was talking about this earlier. Like the NWO was the hottest story, and sometimes there was redundant booking too. But the money was coming, so that's why mm -hmm. you just had to, to cater to to the money train, which was the NWO. Just like people are like a little bit, you know, standoffish with the bloodline storyline going on for what is this three years now? So it's the same thing, but it's the money train. So you better be smart enough, and you better pivot. And you know, have that epidural kick in like like Vince McMahon's doing for the bloodline storyline, but just mm -hmm. let it kick in and go the right ways. But Eric Bischoff just didn't go the right ways when he pivoted. He just did the same old same old. He just did something hot for the ratings and then for the pay-per-view, you felt mm. cheated. So in the long run, Ray, do you think uh based on that analysis, do you think it would have better to not detour the train, the money train, and just keep the train on track and, you know, leave Lex Luger lying in a puddle of spray paint and uh, and belt whippings and stuff like that, just like they always did, and, and trash that the fans were throwing in the ring? Or 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 did they make the right decision uh, to... This, this would have been a hot shot. If you're just going to give the belt to Luger only to have him drop it four days later, that is hot shotting. So... Uh, did they make the right decision or should they have kept the train on the track? I mean, we, we can't we, in retrospect, I don't think it was the right decision in retrospect. I would have kept the, okay. kept the belt on Hogan and continue to build the beast. Yeah. But you know, back then you're trying to pop a rating, you know, you got Lex Luger, you know, uh, winning the title and the hot shot gimmick, you know, on nitro is on nitro. Well, right? well, well, I would say this, you ain't going to pop the rating because if you watch the match and found out that he lost, you still saw the whole thing, right? So the win didn't necessarily get you the rating. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, in retrospect, I, I'm, I was never a fan. Even when I was when I was watching back in the day, because I remember we used to uh, we used to have this place. Uh, we used to work out in the Y, the YMCA. We all used to work out, and um, we had this television. We would roll in. And we had the cable connection, and after we we would be working out, watching and flipping back and forth between Monday Night Raw and uh, and uh, and uh, what do you call it, Nitro. And I remember very vividly just being annoyed that all these titles were being exchanged so fast. And even then, back then, when you know, because I grew up in a wrestling like family and stuff, but even then, I was like, this this isn't normal. This isn't right. You know, I, I felt it wasn't as I realized at that moment it wasn't as important, you know, being a champion, you know. And again, I grew up watching all type of wrestling like Professor, you know, you and I. What was it? Channel 68. 
Yeah, UHF, UHF. And, uh, NWA, UWF stuff. If you yeah, they had shit it, it was, from, was very lucky. They had shit from Georgia. They had shit. They had wrestling from Florida, everywhere. And I remember watching the NWA, and I'm like, "There's like, what the hell is a Florida State Heavyweight Champion? And what the hell is a a Western? I'm sorry, the Western States Heritage Champion? Whatever the fuck. They had all these different titles. They had not only the tag team championship, they had the United States Tag Team Championship, the, the national tag. And it was like so all these belts and some things it, never change. Some things never fucking change. But I'll tell you what, the same year, 1997, Professor. You know what? Do you know of anything that happened 1997 from your favorite? This is his favorite uh, organization of all time, ECW. Do you remember anything happening here in 1997? I'll put you on the spot. In August or just in general? This is August 9th. 1997. In ECW. If I remember, well, no, it can't be Beulah and Bill Alfonso's match. Nope. Sabu. Oh, wait, Sabu and Terry Funk in the Born to be Wired match? Yes, uh, barbed wire match. Tell us mm, about that. That was disgusting. I mean, <laughs> that's just plain as <laughs> so. <laughs> but you, you know what? It, it, it's just that. That's why it was like, I'm trying to remember the, but thank you for at least giving me the Sabu part. Sure. But I was born to be wired. Uh, you know what it is? It's like ECW, I, I always defended against people. Like, I had to like school Tommy Wonder, I said, because he had reservations of even mm -hmm. being booked in ECW because he, yeah, he had a chance. He had a chance to wrestle a couple times for ECW, but he never wanted to work there because he thought it was just too violent and too gory and all that. Everything that, that Combat Zone Wrestling is and Game Changer Wrestling is now. That's what he thought ECW, and I, would try, and I was telling him, no, it was not like that, because when you had, like, two cold Scorpio, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, and all the athletics, athleticism there, you know, there was variations. But this match proves TW's point. So, you know, that's, that's the problem right there. But, you know, for the, for the purpose of, of Terry Funk defending the ECW ch uh, championship at that time, you know, he had to lose it this way in Born to be Wired. And then, of course, Sabu, you know, the man is scarred everywhere from head to toe so you know and then the stories you hear of sabu you know just tearing off his clothing and just wrapping himself up and all that stuff just you know it's just another day at the office so yeah, you know that's hot yeah apparently this there's a notation here that paul Heyman refused to ever book a match of this kind again he never did and yeah that's I, isn't that because that's the one that they had to just stop the match because I don't remember which one of them got tied up in the barbed wire and they couldn't get him out. Is that this match? Uh, yeah, because there were, there were certain spots in that match where the, Ter Terry Funk looked like he was struggling just to get out of the barbed wire, and they had they did multiple spots like that. Yeah, I thought that was uh, the finish of one, but I don't know how many barbed wire matches they had in ECW, but uh, not too Bef many. Before after that, that I, I think I before that I believe. Uh, Cactus Jack and Sandman had a barbed wire match, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And but ECW wasn't on that level yet, so this is the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul Heyman had to like take a step back because if he wanted maybe corporate sponsorships or just get you know nationwide attention, he had to scale back on the violence, quote unquote. Yeah. So we have Media M Five. Sorry, right? Media yeah. M Five says that he was there that night. And he also said that both of them got tied up, but Sabu had to be manually cut out. Like they had to cut uh, the barbed wire to get him out of the God. thing. I remember hearing about that. And um, 
but yeah to to your guys's point or Oof. to professor's point in general uh ecw had like a lot of normal matches but there's nothing to talk about with that so the only time you would hear about ecw outside of that northeast area and east coast area we'd hear about the matches like this like can you believe what they're doing and then they would never talk about the technical wrestling matches or the other type of things like that we didn't really hear about that you had to actually watch it to see this sabu yeah. is no Britt baker he's right about that <laughs> yeah so we, we i'm gonna bundle these two we only have two more entries here 1999 so this is head to head this is monday night raw versus monday night nitro and i'm gonna tell you what happened on nitro first and i'll tell you what happened on raw second so the main event of monday nitro was uh wcw monday nitro pitted hulk hogan goldberg and sting against sid vicious Rick Steiner and Kevin Nash, and it says here the match was notable as Hogan wrestled in the red and yellow for the first time since adopting the Hollywood persona, former end of uh, you know after forming the NWO. Professor, your thoughts on this? It got a it got a good pop for 1999 purposes because you know he wasn't wearing the red and yellow since 1996, so you know it was a big moment just just to have that. And like TW says, you know, how do you make him miss you? or missed uh, a character representation like that. So three years. And I believe August is the Hulk Hogan's birthday month. So, you know, it, it kind of like correlated with each with, with itself and supposedly, no, not supposedly uh, Nick was backstage mm -hmm. giving him the, the colors. So he was like, it was, it was representation of, you know, the training saying the president, you had to get nostalgic for that. That's why I got a big pop on that night. The match was, you know, it is what it is for the match purposes. And again, popping a rating just you know a waste it was a waste of, of nitro just to have like this big six-man tag match but again he was popping a rating they were desperate for ratings and stuff like that oh they were desperate and uh vet uh, did, did you when you saw this did you rip your t-shirt off wherever you were at that moment and just fucking start you know cupping your your hand to your ear talking about what you're gonna do brother I'm trying to think if at this point had had gotten to the point where I no longer care to keep up with wcw because th there was a point it, it may have been a little bit later than this but uh i know there was a point where i used to record wcw and then uh i would like fast forward and then i found myself fast forwarding more and more and then at some point i just stopped putting the tape in the vcr probably well, probably 2000 more I think yeah i'm early. thinking i'm thinking that so i i'm sure i saw this but, you know, in 99, they were still on that road of doing a bunch of stuff like desperation, like you said, you know. Well, here's the thing. This this was the main event. But what happened on Monday Night Raw is possibly one of the greatest debuts in pro wrestling history. As the oh. Y2J, the Millennium uh, hit zero, the, the countdown clock hit zero as the Rock is in the ring. And Chris Jericho, Y2J, comes to the WWF. So this happened on the same night, Vet. Mm. Do you remember where you were when Chris Jericho made his debut in the WWF? I was in my living room. Were you? <laughs> Watching TV. Watching were, Chris Jericho make his debut. Were you, record, were you recording WCW? I probably was. <laughs> and I was probably like, no need to watch this. Nothing can top the WWF this night. Yeah, what a debut, guys. I mean... You know, say whatever you want to about Chris Jericho now, whether he's, you know, 
not getting five stars with John Moxley, but, uh, you know, at that point it was, it was, it was, I think what makes it such a monumental debut is the fact that, yes, you know, putting on his socks. I'm sorry. Put it on, yes. Put it on socks. Uh, Chris Jericho is at this point kind of an afterthought to WCW so much so to the point that he fucking left. So, you know, it, it was kind of like, wow, in one night, you really made Chris Jericho feel like even bigger than he ever was in just this one moment, you know, even if it had nothing to do with The Rock, just him with the countdown clock and the debuting and everything like that would have been big enough on its own. So, um, yeah, pretty crazy. And it's looked back, uh, looked back on very fondly um, by fans and everything like that. And for a good reason. And finally, uh, do you have any any uh, closing thoughts on this, uh, Professor? Everything the vet said, I I, I did too. I wasn't putting on my socks, but uh, I was watching uh, Raw live, and I just I taped WCW. So, oh, because WCW Nitro used to have the uh, one o'clock uh, replay. So actually, mm-hmm. I just I just mm-hmm. went to sleep like at three in the morning because I just watched the replay after that, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it was very monumental, and The Rock. I never forget. It must be a Mandela effect. But remember, he said that line like, who are you? You faced Hoovy. And I can't never find that clip. Oh, I, like, think it's a, I, I don't remember. He that. said he like, said the line was something like, like the rock is supposed to be impressed because you beat some guy named Hooventude. And then well, I'm not crazy, right? That's not a Mandela effect. I've just no, he said that. And then and then Chris Jericho's like, he didn't have the mic up to his mouth, but he was like saying, yeah, I took his mask, you know? That's great. I didn't. I didn't remember that at all. I remember The Rock saying, "Who in the blue hell are you?" Is that the yeah, first time you used that term? Probably not. Finally, in 2019, and this is uh, the last thing that happened uh, notable in August. It's in uh, Ring of Honor. Su- uh, was it Summer Supercard took place in Toronto, featured a ladder war match between the Briscoes, rest in peace, and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. I don't remember any of this, Professor. Do you? It was a. It was actually the the hot feud of Ring of Honor tag teams in 2019. It was a very like not not blood feud, but you know, a matter of respect between the Briscoe Brothers and the Gorillas of Destiny. And of course, G-O-D, who were the Gorillas of Destiny? Who was in that team? I don't. Remember. Tama Tonga and Tongaloa. Ah, okay. From okay. the bullet from the Bullet Club. Right. You may remember Tongaloa as Camacho from the WWE because they were like, eh, Brown, close enough. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty decent match. I had Honor Club, so you know that's how uh, objective I am. I, I did buy I subscribed to Honor Club. At, did you really? Year. How much yeah, was yeah. that shit? It was like ten bucks a month too. Damn, very that's cheap. A lot, that's a lot of money, though, bro. Back in night, night twenty, oh, that's twenty nineteen. Okay. Well, WWE Network and then Honor Club. I, I was happy. You know, that was my twenty bucks a month, so it was very well spent. Are you going to be subscribing to the All Elite Network? I don't know. I just made that up. It, it better, it better include live pay per views because if it doesn't, and it's, they do that ESPN Plus bullshit where you know you pay fifty bucks on top of that. No, I ain't doing that. Well, we know that uh, the vet subscribes to the. Chinese Karate Wrestling from Korea Network, right? Of course he does. Yes. And uh, do you have any thoughts on this uh, before I give you the one notable birthday of August um, 9th? I absolutely love the Briscoes. And I think, as I mentioned uh, when we talked about 
when we were remembering Jay, I had said that like I was a little late to the Briscoes party, you know, because uh, I hadn't kept up with Ring of Honor until like the mid 20 teens. But the first time I saw them, I instantly got it. Like there was, I was a, I was a super fan from literally second one that I heard these guys talk. I was like, oh yes, of course, these are my favorites. Uh, and the Gorillas of Destiny, I like both of those guys too. Um, interesting what they're doing uh, now in New Japan. Uh, the most very recently, they picked up a broken and beaten El Fantasmo and mm-hmm. said, we need to go talk, so let's go get something to eat. And I'm interested to see where that goes. But uh, yeah, so what's what's last on the agenda, right? I mean, we, we have one notable birthday, not to say that no other wrestlers were born on this day, but if you guys want to head over to the X twitter i don't know what the hell whatever formerly twitter and wish alexa bliss a happy birthday today ladies and gentlemen professor are you gonna be able to stick around for a little bit or are you out of here i, I am out of here i have to i have to take care of some uh, i have to take care of some things in the laboratories for the pwr podcast and you know I, I, i'm working on big things as i always do well vet i mean you you ask and you received now, all that's left is Tommy Wonder and then the, the Strangler, which I did. People are questioning me. I did send the link again. I will send the link to the Strangler every <laughs> single fucking week until he's finally on this show. But, Professor, my God, I'm not even going to say anymore. But you jump in and just thank this man for oh, making yes, this so I, I, You made a vet's dream come true. So thank you very much for hopping on with us, and hopefully you can do it again if you find some time. Uh, I did not ask. I demanded. Not demanded. demanded of you. I demanded of Ray that he send the link, but I, right. I graciously, uh, you know, and, and humbly asked of you to be here, and you delivered. So I am forever in your debt, and... Uh, so I know where to find you, but maybe some of these other fine people don't, and you could tell them. Hold on. Before you even say anything, mm-hmm. I, it just blew my mind. How about, because the vet's done every show on HMG, right? But there's mm-hmm. one show the vet has never done, and it is the Pro Wrestling Reflection. So I'm going to say it right now. Is there any way that the professor and the vet and, and and Tommy Wonder can get together to do one show. Sure, we'll we'll find a way. We will find a way. Next level ice and the reflection ice. We will find a way to bring the hybrid together and merge into a great show. Well, there there is no reflection this week. I know Tommy Wonder's on the road, right? Yeah. Right, fucking jobber. We'll, we'll be back the week after. All right, fine. But well, listen. Um, I think I think Vet, uh, you guys follow each other on on the X, right? Do we? I better if I if I didn't, there. I have no idea why not. Well, you should, and 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 where can he find you on social media so that you guys can talk, so that you guys can schedule? I, I need to. See, I need this show before the end of the summer if it's possible. But um, uh, you know, baby steps, Ray. Baby steps. Come oh, on, right. baby, don't, don't rush. I got. Rush. I wear size thirteens, motherfucker. Listen. Where can they find you on social media so Vet can follow you right now? You can follow me on the Xer at uh, PWSOPROF. That's PWSOPROF. And, of course, for all the Next Level Ice, come on down and, and join the nostalgic fun where I, where me and TW host the most nostalgic podcast out there, the PWR par- podcast, the Pro Wrestling Reflection pod- podcast at Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com. 
goddamn right. Now, so I'm, I'm looking to see this. This is Vet. Follow the professor. That's PW Hustle Prof. Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah, it's a picture of a guy's mustache. Who's who's whose oh face my. is that? That's Joe Montana from Matrix. Is <laughs> it Joe Pantoliano from Matrix? Oh, I you. Yeah. Um, no, I did not. I I followed the the. The PW yeah, hustle, yeah. PW reflection, probably. I'm, I, well, followed now. Mm-hmm. There it All is right, followed. thank you. Man. So, so this this is coming to official professor. I don't know how this you can bow out whenever you. It's all good. You can bow out whenever you're ready. Thank you again for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. As it is time for us to jump in, Prof. You're the man, brother. For NXT, August eighth, twenty twenty three. Well, I guess you wait till next year. I'm at the top, get respect while I get fit. Who got a problem, huh? Well, tell them to step in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT, August 8th, 2023. The main event Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dom versus Dragon Lee. And Dirty Dom is not alone, he comes with mommy. But guess what? Dragon Lee is also not alone as he brings in the WWE Hall of Famer, the legendary luchador, Ray Mysterio Jr., veteran. It's all yours, brother. How cool is that to have Professor jump in, man? Seriously. It was the coolest. I love Professor, man. Prof is one of my favorite people, bro. I wasn't kidding, man. I really I never thought of it. I was like, shit. The vet would be great on the on the pro on the on the pro wrestling reflection, and 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 they'll probably even let you pick the show to to, to reflect on. It could be a new All Japan right, show. Let, yeah, let's not get too <laughs> I mean, carried away. So many fucking different. Oh, yeah, you're just you're just a little too excited. Sorry, we gotta just let things happen as they let the universe unfold as it should. I'm gonna do my pet flex. It's not the same as April. No. When are you jumping on the A show with us? So we get Axiom versus oh. Ali to open our show. Oh, why? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Because they had a slight disagreement in the parking lot last week. So mm. It's a very small parking lot. We took you on a tour about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Scripps gets a look at this match. Mm-hmm. And then the football guys come out and join him. And then they all leave together. Mm, interesting so is this a new faction probably and then uh ollie wins the match mm. so what were your thoughts on this particular uh this whole set of circumstances here a well, possible I mean, new faction ollie coming down to slum in nxt and get a win over poor poor axiom who was on such a trajectory and getting the fans behind him before this shit all happened yeah um well, first, uh, the match in general, I thought was I found quite enjoyable. I thought both guys did a very good job. Mustafa Ali was obviously calling the entire match. He was very blatant in calling the match. He was like, "Listen, he, he would lean in. Listen, I'm gonna fucking throw you into the corner. I was reverse it." They would. T- there was a lot of talking between the two during the match. If Axiom was talking, we couldn't see it. But... No, we could not. But we could see Mustafa Ali talking a bunch. Mm-hmm. But I was like, huh. So now you got scripts coming out here with these two big uh, Palookas, right? Palookas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Well, Palookas would be like Dan Heffern. 
Al Robinson. All right, so these two big guys. What do you what what's the what's the um what's like the the big dumb guy slur for football players? Meatheads. Yeah, that's football. Is it football? Fuck. Or is that like that all encompassing big athletes like gym rats or yeah, like a meat anybody head. that's big and on the gas could be a meathead but and, how do we differentiate football i don't know that's well, a that's a very very fucking good question maybe the chat can help out with that it's way more important to know than anything else that happened on this show this show is absolutely god-awful i can't well, even believe we have to talk about it i like the fact that scripts came out with these two guys and i said okay i could see scripts as a manager you know <clears throat> that type of thing you know that that wrestles every once in a while so um Eh. eh, I enjoyed the match. I thought the match was fun. The guys worked very well together. And yes, Mustafa Ali, that one, uh, I'm not here. I'm not here. Tell him I'm not here. That one uh, move where uh, Axiom's on the top rope and Mustafa, Mustafa Ali fucking throws him to the ground. I don't know why they didn't show him hitting the, hitting the goddamn floor. He pushed him from the top rope or something like that down onto the concrete or the padded floor along mm -hmm. ringside. And then he, you know, threw him back in the ring and hit his uh, 450 splash. I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, good match between the two guys. They had some business going forward with, with scripts. So now we know that he's going to be hanging out with the two uh, two football meathead guys. And Frank's Pickleboro ass as uh, blokes. <laughs> no, I don't think it's the same thing. And then that's it, man. We move on. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, Retro Rocket Review really enjoyed the show and uh I enjoyed he, it. He's put he's putting it over and um well he's uh he's getting sick of podcasts that don't agree with him, so you better let him know everything you like about this show as we go on. Well he's I, leave. here's the thing. I really I actually enjoyed the show. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's, it depends on you know the taste of whoever's watching it you know maybe you just weren't i don't know maybe you convinced me otherwise but i like i said i base the show for me personally not necessarily all on the storyline like i enjoyed all the matches this week so for me it made watching this show not only tolerable but enjoyable for me like i i enjoyed this match and then we get davenport versus kalani jordan coming up next but before that something happened right Oh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But I wanted, I, I kind of want to explain my thoughts on this because I feel like I wouldn't be giving the, you know, <laughs> giving the fans their money's worth if, if I didn't at least explain why and just feel like I'm brushing it off. So here's the way I approach these shows and the way I look at it. Okay. I look at the WWE as like, like, like just, it's just, uh, it's like a city full of dead ends. <laughs> You know, there's only one clear path out of the city, and that's for the certain main event guys. So what you got is the bloodline, and they're going to get all the attention, right? Everybody else, no matter how over you are, you're going to eventually hit that dead end. And I'm talking about, look at Becky Lynch and Trish getting left off of SummerSlam. I'm talking about, look at Seth Rollins getting a consolation title and being stuck in the middle of a card with a guy that he's already beaten how many times and they're trying to tell the story and we all know that Finn Balor is not winning this match in any shape, form, or fashion. Like, there's, there really is just, you know, the Brock and Cody thing we already talked about. Uh, it's like, okay, Brock Lesnar's done, now what? 
we got to tread water until we get back to Roman Reigns again, because it ain't going to be Seth Rollins, right? Like, we, we keep seeing dead end after dead end after dead end. Okay, now we're talking about the top acts in the company now. Okay, now I have to sit here and watch a guy that they told to go to Florida and get excited about that? Axiom has more upside than Ali ever will, ever did, and ever could. And he doesn't even have that much upside because, again, he's going to go up there and be another mass, masked small guy that's going to run into a dead end. But Ali has already hit the dead end and careened backwards mm. like a ricocheting... Oh, there's another guy. A ricochet, like, ricochet. Yeah, he's careened all the way backwards to NXT, which he never even had a run in. Ali skipped NXT altogether and went straight to, you know, doing 205 Live on Raw and SmackDown tapings. And now they're finally like, you know what? Get your ass down to Florida with the rest of these bumps. You know? So we're seeing guys that they have no use for. This should be a clear message to him. But I got to sit here and watch his match. Not only does he gonna hit the, not only did he already hit the dead end, but he's gonna hit a dead end here in NXT too. So what am I supposed to get excited about? Retro Rocket, you can love this match and love Ali all you want. I've already seen the future, and it is not him. So, therefore, that is where my mindset comes from when I talk about these things. In other words, you find it difficult to, to get invested in, in certain you know matches, wrestlers, storylines, because you know there's not going to be a payoff or there's not going to be anything more than just what... But, I get it, and I respect that, and I understand what you're, where you're coming from, and I totally get it. But for me, I saw, like, I saw this just just one last thing. Like I saw the ceiling mm -hmm. on Ali, mm -hmm. Mustafa Ali. Mm -hmm. I saw the ceiling back in the Cruiserweight Classic. Right. The man has no charisma. He has no acting ability. He's a very good athlete, but so is every fucking buddy else. Mm -hmm. And the one thing he had that nobody else had the reverse four fifty. They don't let him do it. No. So, and, so, and I'm not even a move guy. You know that. So no. it's not like I, I'm sitting there marking out for moves, but I am saying like, well, he did have that one thing and now he doesn't have it. So I, I'm struggling to find any, and, and again, I don't know the guy personally. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, uh, Chicago native, former police officer, great father, you know, great father, great father. allegedly, I don't know. I never met him, <clears throat> but I'm just saying he's probably the nicest guy in the world and none of this is directed at him like fuck you it's more like i'm like i always say i got a message for the wwe and i got a message for him the message for him is do what you can make as much money as you can do everything you want to do and stay safe and the message for them is cut this guy what are you doing paying him mm. that's how i feel about it i'm sorry to interrupt go ahead no it's not interrupting um no i'm just gonna say like what i what I've what I'm trying to do is me personally now, when I'm watching these shows, especially the NXT shows, I'm kind of trying to. I know it's difficult to to put the storylines and the the booking and like you said the ceilings to the background, but now I, I'm like, all right, I have to figure a way, and, and it shouldn't be this way, but I have to figure a way of how I I I'm gonna enjoy this product every single week. So I've leaned towards like just really focusing on the matches themselves, you know, and really focusing on watching, you know, how the guys or girls work together and not so much the storylines and the stories behind it. I'm, I've always been a proponent 
uh, or, or I've always been somebody that says, you know what, man, stories, uh, book, you know, like storylines and stuff. That's that's really, really fucking important. So I'm kind of turning down that notch a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm watching I'm watching these shows now. Like I'm watching a 1980s uh, uh like back in the day when on MSG Network, when they just had, you know, wrestling at the garden, no storylines, nothing really going on, just matches. This is the way I'm watching it now. And I found myself actually enjoying it a little more because I said to myself, man, I really enjoyed watching NXT last night, you know, and uh, yeah, there was some stupid things storyline wise. But if we go match by match, there's not a match I really didn't like in this thing, except for maybe one. Um, and not even that. So, you know, and like I said, this show wouldn't be any good if me and the vet agreed on every single thing. And I don't think any podcast, I hate those podcasts where they're just all like uh, sucking each other off and just agreeing with, you know, like everything is fucking go- great or everything sucks. Yeah. So I think, I, and I, I totally respect your opinion and your opinion weighs heavy on me. Or oh, it's, it's, it's because, you know, you've trained under. People have done it. Well, here's the thing, right? Like the roles that we're taking here. I mean, if, if we could call it that it's, Mm -hmm. you would think it would be the reverse. Like I should be breaking down the matches. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's the, the approach I thought I would take when I first jumped on the next level wrestling review to do this gig at Hami media group. I'm like, okay, I'll break this shit down. You know, I'll point out things here and there. That may be exciting to some listeners. It may not be that interesting to other listeners. However, the problem for me personally is when I'm watching one of these matches, Mm -hmm. if I were to tell you everything scientifically about this match that worked or didn't work, which is mostly what didn't work, um, we would get through maybe two or three of the matches before you had to record the A show. It just doesn't work. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how much. So instead of like zoning in on this, like or honing in on it and like really breaking down the little, the little mechanics of it, my eyes just tend to glaze over because it's just, it's, it's like a, a, a too much. It's too much information, you know? So I I agree with Frank Spiegelberg. Uh, Sucking each other off is better in movies. Just usually. Yeah. Um, um so but yeah there that, was an attack yeah there was an attack so so schism is gonna beat up the entire nxt until they find the creed brothers but um it's a, lot of, it's a lot of schism all over the place yeah just maybe somebody's getting sucked off i don't know i'm sorry but, dude. whenever i hear schism i think of jism and that's an 80s term for coming on somebody so oh it's not an 80s term it's a 70s term is probably it? a 60s term it's a 90s term it's a 2000s term it's a today term jizzing is evergreen wherever white uh but i will say that um yeah so like again here's now here's an instance of something that's not a wrestling match right but i hit that same wall where i'm looking at this and the only thing i think of is okay you're trying to you're trying to make me believe you're you're trying to make me buy into this fantasy world where these guys have a job where we all know that they're contracted you know athletes that have to report to work and when a group of them go around in the building, which is not that big, we saw it, right? Didn't you show us on the Google Maps or whatever, or Google mm-hmm. Earth or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. So the building can only be so big. 
Right. And these guys are marauding around this building, beating up everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody has anything to say about it. But mm. not only that, mm. they show this thing where they've beaten up these people. They're all laying there. It was probably like, uh, what's that guy's uh, Quincy? <laughs> yeah, he was out. He was laid out there. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, so they got all these guys laying on the ground. Like, oh, I'm hurt. It looks, you know, it's a miniature version of the Gone with the Wind scene. And then, and then they're just like. Yeah, but who cares about that? Because guess what? Kalani Jordan's got a match. Like, they just mm-hmm. cut away from it. Like, right. uh, we're not done. They're still literally, I can hear them beating people up in the background while you're cutting away back to the announcers being like, wow, this is a, wow, the schism's just, uh, you know, they're out of control. But anyways, guys, Kalani Jordan, like, so you can't even give this, you can't even write a follow-up to this that would be somewhat realistic. Like, somebody going to Shawn Michaels' office and being like, excuse me heartbreak kid what are you gonna do about this uh i don't feel safe working here you know like and and by the way who are all these other guys in the schism did you give all them contracts as well like all these guys with masks or are they just do they have backstage passes like they have visitor passes i i i can't i can't it it makes me want to find socks that I don't even need to put on just so I don't have to watch this fucking bullshit. Do you have to t- remove the laces from your from your shoes and just wear the just you know stuff your your sock filled foot into the into a a pair of laceless shoes so it can fit? Like how does this work? No, I just convinced myself that like I didn't lace the shoe right, so I got to relace it and make sure it's snug and supports my ankle. And everything you said is spot on and this is why i'm like i said i had to turn my brain off or go to a different channel in my brain and say okay a lot of this shit is stupid a lot of this shit is booked indie a lot of this shit is booked you know silly turn that off and just focus in on the matches okay well we didn't have a match yet but here's one um kalani jordan apparently called out blair davenport on instagram she went on instagram to find she her did. killer instinct her killer mm-hmm. instagram stinked killer uh, stink. and uh cut the least convincing interesting promo i've ever heard this this segment uh and uh just yeah basically called her out my notes on this match ray mm-hmm. since we're talking about actual in-ring stuff my notes is ish that's two E's and an SH. That's my reaction to this match. Uh, Blair wins. Uh, Dana comes in and chases her off with a belt. And Jordan almost gets the belt herself because she has the nerve to touch Dana Brooke on the shoulder. Uh, and she almost got belted. So what about you? So this is the way I look at this. So Kalani Jordan started training literally not even a year ago. October 8th uh, to 28th, 2022 is when she started training at the WWE Performance Center. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, all right, let me look at this, man. Let me see. Was, how she, this was she one of these athletes like she, that played a she, sport in college? And then they she, were like, well, she was a, a flipper. One of those flippy, flippy do that uh, chicks. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, gymnasts? gymnasts. Oh, that's right. Of course. How could I forget? They right. that's the one thing they did tell me about her. Right. So anywho. So I said, okay, let me see how this girl does against this wily veteran in Blair Davenport, who's been around. And I love, I and we know is good. Yeah, Blair Davenport is fucking good, and that we already know she's good. So what's she gonna do with poor Kalani Jordan? Right. So I look at these. I look at these. You know, 
obviously she's green uh, and and you know no. not not every yeah seriously no oh. i'm serious i'm dead serious wow she's super green she's not even been in the business you know two years and she's on tv wrestling this girl that really knows how to fucking wrestle and i thought for what it was i thought kalani jordan did a decent job in the ring um and i just wanted to see how she like how many mistakes would this kid make on 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 live tv so I'm putting all this together. I'm saying, shit, she's on live TV. She's she hasn't she's not even been in the business for like a year. You know what I mean? Like the kid did all right. Now with the promo, I couldn't turn myself off to that. It was the shits. It was the shit. She's obviously reciting something that Chad Chat GBT wrote for her. And you know, I'm gonna be triumphant and there's all this other bullshit. And that's that's all well and good. But with this match, I thought it was good. I think I think this kid. Kalani Jordan does a good job at um selling selling, even though she's really new at this. There's yeah. a lot of people that can't sell for shit that have been in the business forever. Um, and I was just watching her how she takes it, you know, how she takes a bump or how she sells being punched in the face or kicked in the stomach. And that those are the little things I'm I've been looking at when I'm dissecting a match. And and also, and I'm gonna agree with Facebook user and, and Facebook user, use your name. Please tag your name on this. She's a good looking girl, good looking athlete, about five five. Um I like I, I, I like her. And I think she just needs more reps. I don't think they should put her on NXT, though. She needs to do more on Level Up and just not be on TV yet. I don't think, I think it's way too soon. They put her with, the, and they put her with fucking, uh, what's her fucking name? Uh, Dana, Dana, Brooke. Dana Brooke, who is just unlikable. <laughs> it's the Tony Gurria. Oh, You're my a gymnast. God. You're a gymnast. That should be a tag team. She's just uh, so unlikable, vet. And it, for me, it takes away from Kalani Jordan. Her being with this very unlikable character. But continue. Interesting point. Well, we got some comments from the chat. The artist says, Then why watch NXT? It's an assignment, artist. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> like you think me and Ray started this on our own? Yeah, the only uh, reason the, the only reason I watch NXT for me is because I do this for you. Does that right. make any sense, Vet? <laughs> also, the artist says, All these gymnasts, where's the volleyball players? Oh, Blair Davenport injured them in the parking lot. Remember? Yes. Yeah, they're okay. all, all fucked. So, yeah, so that's where they are. Um, but, you know. Uh, so, let's... Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Retro Rock review. Dana is not awesome. She fucking stinks. Somebody who's been... Yes, she can do the technical shit, I guess. Not very well. What's special about her? Tell me. What's She's special coming. about her? I'll, t- I'll tell you what's coming up. I'll tell you what's special. She's coming up. Uh, I got my uh, words mixed up there. I'll tell you what's special. Mm-hmm. Coming up pretty soon, mm-hmm. Dana Brooks going to hit that 10-year golden anniversary, Ugh. man. Dude. She, like, she's already outlasted Austin's run, the, the classic eight-year run. So, you know, yeah. she's, she's on her way to 10 years. But if, if, if we look at a girl, like, what's, what's the, uh, goddamn, what's her name? With the, the, she, she wears the fucking feathers all over herself. Charlotte. Not Charlotte, the one, the, the girl NXT that that she was, <laughs> the girl NXT dude. What's Come on, that name? was good. Come that on, everybody, give it up in the chat. Applause for the vet here. What's her uh, name? Uh, wait, who'd you say? The girl uh, she has the, feathers and the black feathers and shit. And she's uh, her spirit animal and all this other shit. Oh, Lyra Valkyria. Yeah. So if you look at Lyra Valkyria, right? I could sit down and say, okay, 
this is what I love about her. She's got this it factor. She has she has a look and everything like that, but she's really good in the ring. She had her intensity on. What does Dana Brooke have? Ten what? years. Ten years. Ten years of what? I don't know. Ugh. I don't know, man. I'm not going to even lie. When Dana Brooke first got there, I was like, well, okay, I'll give it a chance. You know, but she looked totally different. She had a totally different presentation and right, everything. When she, and, right. When she first came in, she had, she, right. she, had the, she did the muscle thing. She, she did the fucking She was still muscle. green AF, but I mean, right. you expected that at that point. At they, this point, it may be worse. And I don't know. Bro, they stripped everything, or she stripped for herself everything. Yeah. Um, that was ever interesting about her and now she's just a blonde wrestler but that's not but, very good but i don't blame her because it's like that's the whole point you're supposed to be developed you hire the talent you develop the talent and you use the talent that you're paying and they're not doing it they decide who they want to develop they decide who they want to mess with they decide who they want to push whether it's deserved or not and, and just so you understand this, this whole storyline with this young lady who we should be really focusing on, we should be, shouldn't we really be focusing on the development and the growth of Kalani Jordan as a superstar in NXT and how she's barely a rookie, right? Or she's just a rookie. No, this is about, they're making the story about how um, Dana Brooke is being harassed on social media, being made fun of. This is what's happening. She's snapping. Right. That's why she's chasing people with belts and shit. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares? Is this getting her over? Is this getting her over? It's not. You know what's going to do? It's going to make guys like myself or no, I'm not going to say guys like myself because after I'm done with this podcast, I can give a fuck. But um, I'm not going to go on Twitter and be like, I hate you, Dana. No. I don't give a shit. But it's going to make people like neckbeards go on the internet and make fun of you even more. So right. I don't know what it, it doesn't do any business. It's, it's no, no business. But what it, what it is, is it's them saying, okay, this is how we'll make her feel like she's useful by making her feel like she's in the mentor role. That way, like her demotion to NXT to be like, basically get the fuck away from everybody on the road. Uh, it seems like a positive thing for her. Like, oh, we need you to develop this. We got a gymnast down there. She, you know, she could benefit from your experience. That's the lines that they're feeding her probably. And Kalani Jordan wouldn't know any better so yeah and retro you made my point ray wish lana would also was never here no i wish she never wrestled <laughs> she see she wasn't over as a wrestler she was she wanted to be a wrestler and they put her in the ring she was a shit terrible so much so that her career was actually pretty good when she was just talking as a ravishing russian but the minute that she did something that she ain't good at it was fucking exposed. She's the shits. Just another hot blonde chick that can't wrestle. Sorry. It's you know, the truth hurts sometimes. When you when you really like something, hmm. the truth hurts. It's the truth. The hammer says, should have been Dana Brooke and Beth Phoenix as a tag. Beth Phoenix, now this is she's an anomaly. I love fucking Beth Phoenix. See now that's well, those that. were I think those were ships passing in the night career wise when that yeah that could have happened but anyway um Mackenzie's with uh Von Wagner and Robert Stone mm -hmm. uh basically Bronze ass is going to get tabled is what he says now oh, that shirt. I'm getting yeah, that shirt but... yeah uh, you mentioned the shirt uh 
gonna get one of those is it is it up on the uh wwe shop right I'll now find, i'll find out as you look or maybe pre-order only i don't know we'll have Let's to see. see well i'm gonna check it out um okay next is a heritage cup match uh it's it's in quotes um so it's it's uh Tyler Bade versus Noam Dar. Uh, I'll give the basic rundown of what ended up happening, and then you can fill in any details you like. Round one ran out of time. Round two, Tyler Driver pin. And the best part of this whole, probably the entire show for me, was when Lash Legend grabs Noam Dar by the leg and drags him back to the corner for the for his rest period. Um, round three runs out of time round four tyler taps to the knee bar but noem dar holds on to the knee bar for extra damage and comes close to getting dq'd but lets it go and then round five uh tyler bait overcomes everything to pin noem dar and he is the new fake heritage cup winner mm. and noem dar is crushed uh, and this is exactly what they should have done having him mm -hmm. lose it by the way so they're selling these t-shirts you're going to get tabled um <laughs> they're selling them on the 28.99 uh, no so it's not on wwe shop oh. but the but the fucking funny thing is that if you go on to like if you google it you find it in all these secondary like cult tea color tea it's like red bubble <laughs> you know what i'm saying like all those those fan so sites yeah, these fan sites. Oh, they have the blue one, t-shirts, whatever the fuck gimmick this is. So, yeah, it's not there. I want to get this t-shirt, though. It'd be cool with this one. I don't give this. a shit about that. The other one had a Dr. Wagner with a chick in it. Did it? Let's, let's, let's zoom that in. Yeah. Where's, where's that? It was right next to that. You clicked on the wrong one. There she is. Look at that. That's a nice shirt. Look at that. She's a good-looking girl. Yeah. Yeah. Do you come with the shirt, Miss? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. Oh wait. Is this her boyfriend? He will be soon. I mean, God they got damn. they got the matching Doctor Wagner's T-shirts. God damn, pal. Man, how cool is Doctor Wagner, dude? Mexican legend. Anyway, um. What? what? So yeah, yeah. It's nothing. Uh. Yeah. So this match, a mm -hmm. um, lot of shenanigans, which. You know, just come with the territory, not only in a Heritage Cup match with a ton of gimmick rules, but also just the fact that metaphor is all out there and being ridiculous. So, you know, probably had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed the match. Again, uh, Tyler Bate. Hey, man. I, it's so funny. Whenever I watch Noam Dar wrestle, because he's such a character, and I, see, I think I see this every time he wrestles, I'm like, oh shit, this guy's a really good wrestler. He's really fucking good. And he's tough. Like, you know, his character is one of a of a, a chicken shit, you know, heel. But he's mm -hmm. not a chicken shit. Like when shit hits the fan, it's almost like um, yes boy, you know, the the yeah, pretty deadly. Yeah. Right. That you know, they're they're flamboyant. He's got that vicious gear. I love that, man. Love that about him. I wish he was six feet tall, at least. Oh, maybe maybe five ten, man. I wish because I think that kid's got something. But what are you gonna do? You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't grow taller. No, not at his age. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think the character would work as well if he were any bigger. But I know that they just look at his size and be like, you know, that too small. Right. But that would be exactly why it works because he would be acting like he's not. And he'd be in there with the, you know, 
sure know, say, say a roman reigns for example and he right. just like act like they're the same size you know which makes it great but mm. um yeah so any other thoughts on this uh heritage cup classic nope okay uh hank and tank or smash mouth if you will is that uh, a group? I, i'm Isn't pretty that a... sure that that yeah i'm pretty sure they won't be able to use that for anything that was but, the uh, uh that was the joke wasn't it yeah i'm pretty sure that was supposed to be hilarious and it was only just a little bit funny but um they are accosted by the schism much like you know quincy elliott and fucking probably dante chin we couldn't see i'm sure he was laying down on the floor he was somewhere. Down there somewhere yeah uh so yeah there you go anything else happened in this i don't remember that's the only note i took no let me see smash mouth mckenzie with dragonov uh and she asks any you know whatever he says he doesn't have any prediction uh for what happens out there but uh he promises that there will be pain for mm -hmm. Williams. so mm -hmm. he's clearly been watching uh rocky three um then the next is this uh dijag mellow and west thing which that's all i wrote dijag mellow and west because i couldn't be bothered to transcribe the foolishness that was going on here uh what did you think of it um do you buy Dijak coming in and acting like he's somebody, even though he never wins any matches? Dijak is incredible. I see no. you could take that one of two ways. <laughs> no, man. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, Dijak should always be dangerous. He's a big man who's uh, very good in the ring. And I think he's got a character. I don't know if this is definitive character is going to put him over get him over but um eh. he serves his purpose i think I, that i think that's fair to say i think dijack serves his purpose as a, a reputable opponent to a baby face does that make sense it would if he ever won yeah well you know hey the, listen, uh, the now, artist says oh yeah. go ahead no go ahead go ahead what does the artist say he says i'm gonna get a new shirt for wwe shows now they'll fuck it up somehow that's awesome with the Q. you get thrown mm -hmm. right out of the fucking arena mm -hmm. i was and gonna he'll say be like yeah he'll be getting he'll be getting you know hammer locked out of the arena and then he'll be like it's a Q. it's a Q. not every, not everybody's gonna be roman reigns you're gonna have you know a hulk hogan or macho man you need your killer cons and your outback jacks you know yeah. uh or or, or but, those, but those guys want to match on superstars against like barry o or you know right. tom stone or something sure Uh -huh. yeah i don't know either so dragonov comes out then trick comes out and then it, basically they do a little back and forth which is fine and then um they the ends up in a a challenge trick challenges him for a match at heat wave mm -hmm. he says it like we're supposed to know what heat wave is or care but um you know it's, it's, it's gonna be in a couple weeks which is always good when you get the crowd really fired up that something's about to happen and then you tell them it's going to go down at a thing they're not going to be at. That's always the best thing in wrestling to do. In two weeks. Or maybe yeah. they will be there. Maybe they go there every week. Because you always hear that half-hearted pop, right? Like when they do something like that, yeah. you hear the people start to say, oh, wait a minute, I can't. Yeah. Do I have, a, <laughs> do I have, a, do I have groceries that day? Yeah, it is, you know, but whatever, so, it's so fine. So no, nobody's told me how you get tickets to the Performance Center. I actually... Um, 
Well, we don't have time to get into it, but I did okay. hear a story about the process, which is funny in and of itself. Well, I got to get tickets when I move down to Florida, so. Mm -hmm. um, Mackenzie's with Drew. Oh, well, first, let me ask you. Uh, you're a big fan of Trick Williams. You're a big fan of Dragunov. How yeah. did you like this? Did it come together for you? It was okay. Um, them talking, you know, cutting promos on each other. Um, it's weird because I found Dragunov to be a little off his game during this uh during this just a little bit like there was there was like a i don't know there was it was like some weird miscommunication i don't know i i can't the conversation didn't seem uh, uh real like like you know how you and i are going back and forth there was mm -hmm. two there were lo very long pauses in between you know these guys going back and forth like they didn't know when to interject or interrupt each other or should they interrupt each other or so that that's the one thing, and that's something that can be learned over time. One one of two things: either they were handed something, right, and they forgot it, right, and tried right. to improv it, or they were going out to wing it from the beginning and just didn't have the chemistry. I mean, and how could you right. have chemistry? You have a guy that's got English as probably his second language, maybe even his third, and uh, and so it's a completely different culture um than american culture and then you've got you know tricks doing an urban culture sort of more gimmick so that's even another degree removed so obviously it's interesting to see these worlds collide but that doesn't necessarily make for the greatest promo and trick actually you know fumbled some of his words like his actual words he tends uh, to do that when he's promo. alone do you ever notice that whenever he's by himself it's like he gets he gets nervous yeah like just yeah something like that that causes you to maybe the moment he's a, he's uh aware of the moment right um, right does happen does happen but, but how long has he been how long has he been doing this you know what i mean so mm, yeah but he gets to spend a lot of time not being the focus but now he is the right so focus. it's a little bit different a little bit so we'll see i'm i nothing bad i don't think anybody would care but just something i noticed uh all right, so Mackenzie is with Drew and Charlie, and then somebody shows up. I'm behind here. Uh, it's a voice you do. Who who's, who shows up to throw in with oh. uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew Gulak and... It's the Brooklyn Brawler. Damon Kemp. Oh, yeah. Why was he What's wearing that? The Brooklyn Brawler t-shirt. What's up with that, dude? That shit look like it smelled like dick. It did. He probably <laughs> he, he probably got it from American Eagle Outfitters for 85 bucks. Wait a second. That that's a style? I don't know. Oh, because <laughs> I, I was like, like that was like a shit. I wouldn't be would you be surprised if it was a style? Well, it sounded like you were surprised, so maybe you I, would be. But. I I don't know. Like, is he supposed to like look tough? Like, remember how Brooklyn Brawler wore the, the Yankees sweater with the fucking yeah. holes in it? Yeah. Of course. I, I, I didn't get it, but okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, he steps Damon in. Kim. Damon Kim. And then the country duo steps up. And they're like, hey, we're a tag team. We'll yeah. fight you. And they're yeah. like, fine, fine. We'll fight you too. You keep, you keep forgetting how big those fucking boys are. No, I've, I've known Josh Briggs is huge for quite a while. Brother, they, it's like they had, the, they had the other two guys, the three guys there, right? And all of a sudden the camera pans up. I was like, oh shit, these are big kids, man. I remember it was the first time I saw Josh Briggs was like an Evolve show, and I was like, what the fuck? 
big boy. This guy's massive. He's tall. He's lean. But he, yeah, and he would, um, he would do stuff that you know a lot of guys his height aren't coordinated enough to do. So, but um, let's see. All right, Uh, Braun is walking, and then all of a sudden we finally get Kelly Kincaid on the show to interrupt him and ask him a question, and she snitches on. she snitches on uh, Von Wagner about the table thing, and then I think I think Braun just laughed and kept going yeah, or some shit like that. Tabled. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. But Quinn McKay, I mean Kelly Kincaid, I mean, hey, 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 hey. You know what I'm saying, hey. I think she did. should wear the glasses. Yeah. Well, is that is that her thing? I mean, I think she wears glasses as a shoot. Oh, she's hot, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh you can. How about L.A. Yes, Knight being on SummerSlam? How about L.A. Knight being on SummerSlam just to win a battle royal and make the show longer? I was like, put that shit on the fucking pre-show. Mm. Anyway, uh, Roxanne and Ray Mysterio have a little moment, and then Ray sees Thea Hale sulking on a in a corner, and then he gets a moment with Thea Hale. And says that he sees the same thing that you and I see in her as well. Sure. Uh, and she's going to be a champion one day and everything like that. And then Andre Chase and them come in and she blows them off. So they, see, they wish. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Schism? Schism all over the floor? Um, say what you will about Ray Mysterio. He, he, he's a legend, but I hate. I've always hated when Ray talked. No, it was just me. There's something insincere about his his promos for me personally. Yeah, you know, it's not definitely a strong suit, but he's too over for it to matter to yeah, anybody. He's a fucking legend, bro. I mean, he's. And the truth is that I'm sure there's a part of her inside that's just like, oh my god, I'm I'm doing a one on one, you know, thing on TV with Ray Mysterio. I would. I would be out of my mind, like excited to do that. Put it in perspective. She wasn't even born when he made his WWE debut. Wow. God damn vet. That's fucking true. She was born in the two thousands. Let's move on. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Before we start to cry, I'm like, <laughs> Ray Mysterio already had two bad knees and and was basically just phoning it in by the time she was old enough to even understand what television was. That's crazy. Was he in Lucha Underground <laughs> when she was born? God damn! Right? Like, holy no, he was still in WWE, but you know, she would have been a toddler. Mm. They are the same size. You're right. She might be a little bigger. I think she's a little taller. All right, Braun versus Vaughn. Okay. Uh, Braun finally wins a match again. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to beat anybody, it had to be this guy that, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, he gets a little too big for his britches and goes after Robert Stone. And then, well, Vaughn makes good on his t shirt promise. See, I dug this, man. I dug this match. I love these two. I love two big dudes, man. Just, oh, I was going to say two big dudes going at it. <sighs> I like two big beef. Oh, fuck. I like brawlers. I like seeing brawlers brawl. Damon Kemp. Damon Kemp. Uh, nah, this is cool, man. Two King Kong versus Godzilla. You know, in mm-hmm. the ring, just beating the living shit out of each other. 
Braun Breaker hits his finish, you know, out of nowhere, which which is a cool way to go over. And then, you know, you still get the payoff. Von Wagner comes in with the T-shirt. Ah, fuck, he's not going to pay off the shirt. Nope, he does after the match. Um, I thought this was, out of all the matches, this was booked well. You know, because, uh, again, mm-hmm. Braun Breaker gets his win, which makes sense. Von Wagner gets, you know, gets his heat. I thought it was good. I thought this is a very, very good spot on the show. Right. It's just a spot where you look at these guys and you're like, so Damon much Kim. more. Again, you know, yeah. You think Damon Kim. It's just, you know, I see those dead ends. Yeah. That's Well, Bron, that's, that's a shame. It's a damn shame. What happened in that StarCast? <laughs> but even before that. Oh. I saw the dead ends. We talked about it. I said they they forced him on everybody, you know, like, and the crowd started to turn on him. They, it just, I, I could already, I see it. I already see this whole, I see this whole shit like the Matrix, guys. Just like Neo, when he's seeing those, he sees the, finally sees the Matrix. I already see it. Um, Bron I got a question. Brian ain't ever going to Raw. He's going to stay in NXT and then quit. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have one of those Dana Brooke runs, but all at NXT. Uh, here's a here's a question for you. Okay. Um, if a DJ spins in the forest oh, and no one is around, does he get over? Oh man, I don't know what to tell you with this, bro. I mean, again, this is one of those things. Oh, there's a segment that we're gonna talk about. That this is why I turn off my brain to the stupid shit. Now this one, uh, you know, it's not too bad, but fucking uh, uh what's his name, uh, Indian Jones, mm-hmm. not too bad, you know. It, it gives us a little backstory. Uh, they show his fucking spirit animal running through because apparently we have the technology to see that as well, and uh, you know the cool stars, you know, in the sky is moving. That was fucking dope. Uh, hey, you know, so it's funny because he had his backpack and he gets one on one with nature, but as he opens the backpack, his DJ equipment's in there, so. Is he not a DJ anymore? Uh, I think he is. Okay. He must also have like a portable power source or something. DJ Tonto. No, he plugs it into the spirit. It's a spirit realm. Oh, really? Does yeah. the spirit have a jack? Sure. The spirit's name is Jack. <laughs> That's right, Jack. All right. So uh, we got Dami and Mommy in the back, and then mm-hmm. Lyra interrupts, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting? Uh, which is funny. Kind of. Um, and then uh, Country Trio makes their entrance, and then we see that uh, the the Don Tony family likes to bring uh, crowbars to their photo shoot, uh, which is the probably the only thing that saved them from a schism beatdown. Uh, I don't know. There are too many, too many of the schisms to. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, then we get the uh, the shooter guys with Miles Bourne tagging along for some strange reason. What? Uh, versus the country duo, uh, Damon Kemp helps, uh, Dragon Suplex, mm-hmm. uh, Shooter's Over, anything you saw in this match that stuck out to you? It was good to see Josh uh, and Briggs, uh, Josh, uh, Briggs and Jensen wrestle again. I forgot I forgot how much I liked those guys, you know. Um, what about um, nah, Alan those- Henley? You, you so, oh, I mean, I fucking love Alan Henley. I love when she walks beautiful legs anyway um no man um listen 
two big boys, uh, Charlie Dempsey, eh, Drew Gulak is awesome. Um, what more can we say about this? Uh, Damon Kemp fits with that little crew too, by the way, with his homeless shirt. So hopefully they upgrade him to a Letterman's jacket. We'll see. We shall. Um, Dana and Kalani have a talk about Killer Instinct again. Mm-hmm. Watch this segment and you'll see why I hate Dana Brooke. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, we've spent enough time on them. Yeah, I don't uh, next is uh, Ivy Nile versus Kiana James. Mm-hmm. Kiana James has a little insert promo about her wild past oh, and how dude. she can tap into it anytime she wants. And she does the bag toss to start, which I like. Uh, then here's what I don't like. Oh, boy. Because the match was fine. It was whatever, you know. And then Schism surrounds the ring, okay? And what happens? The lights go down. So not so we have collusion now here. Like not only is nobody stopping this, but apparently there's some cooperation with the technical. Uh, or the schism took over the truck. They were backstage beating people up. Could you have shown that maybe one shot in the truck? Right, like holding somebody by his neck. Turn the lights yeah. down, motherfucker. Yeah, why not? Yeah, make it purple. We like purple. During this whole match, I said to myself, "Okay, um, this match is here simply." So that schism can come out and surround the like I literally knew what was going to happen ahead of time. And again, this is why I turn my brain off to certain things and I just focused in on the match, where the match was solid between them, until. So, so, well, I, another thing I want to point out though, because it's hard to ignore when you're looking at the match and concentrate on the match, is the fact that when they surround the ring like that. Kiana doesn't look the least bit bothered or perturbed by it, even though she has nothing to do with them. Like she has no reason why she has no, she has no idea why they'd be there. And yet she's just putting on her top wrist lock, like nothing's wrong. And I'd be, I'd be pretty, you know, at least I'd be like looking around and like trying to sell the fact that the lights just went down in the middle of my fucking match, mm-hmm. but she around. can't even be, yeah, not even bothered to do that. All these people are pounding on the mat like it's some somebody's idea of like a cliche horror movie scene or something. And she's just in there with a the top of his lock like, yep, yeah, this is what happens in wrestling. No. Um, so anyway, Ivy eventually loses and then she gets surrounded. And then here comes the crowbars and music. Don't forget the music. We got to right. hit their music. Just Hey, hit our music. Hey, music comes out. Two guys chase away 17 people. Even if you have crowbars, I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of fucking people around that ring. So this is where, you know, it's difficult for me to, to uh, suspend. What is it? What's the term? Suspend Suspend disbelief. Right. It's very difficult for me to do that. So I turned it off and we move on. I got to pee. That's why I'm, I'm an old man. I got to take a leak. Well, uh, just saying, uh, next is, um, that, uh, Oh, mm. some sad music, uh, oh. over the Lothario guys texting about, Oh, this is it. Hold on. Oh, let me get, getting ready. Getting get your roast muscles ready. Let me just, find uh, it. yeah, continue. Okay. So, you know, they're texting about their, 
their what they say is their grandfather and what what would he think of them now and uh the cameraman made sure to stay until uh umberto turned off the light to go to sleep all right i have all these lined up let me know when i can jump in oh uh no i'm done Gay! Breaking news. You're gay. More at 10. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. That's it. That's what I thought of this fucking stupid, stupid segment. You know, there's something about when, you know, Yvette, do you do this when you when you're texting, right? You got your you got your got your smartphone, right? You're texting, sure, and you make sure that you lift your hand and you jam to make sure you send that a text message with. It's the most effective way to bigger. send it to make sure it really gets sent. Let me show you what they did. So he's like this, my grandfather, <laughs> bro. I got so angry at that. I was a motherfucker. Listen, this was stupid. This was silly. This was ridiculous. This was this was cringy or cringe as the fucking kids say nowadays. And this is why I turn it off in my brain. Do you understand me, vet? And then you got fucking uh, Eddie. What's his uh, Jerry Guerrero? What's the other guy? The guy that was crying. What's his name? They were both probably crying with the burrito. They pulls his pants off. In the on the fucking bed, we can see their text messages. Right, I, I just fuck. I don't know, dude. You know what's a phone call? Maybe would have been better. I don't know. I was just like, man, this shit was fucking stupid. Yeah, again, I, if you think of the logistics of it, it's like, okay, cameraman, come with me to my house. Okay, cameraman, come with me to my house. All right, film us, film us. Oh, don't forget, we're gonna add music to this. So these try guys to get are, the mood lighting right. They're related to each other. I, I maybe cousins or something. I, I I don't I don't remember. It's something that they may have said in the past. I forget. Maybe somebody in the chat knows who was that guy in the picture. I don't know who that was. I don't know who that. I don't know who that was. Uh, chat. Who was the guy in the picture? I, I I have no idea. Let me see if I can find out. Go ahead. All right. Well, anyway, this sucked. Uh, cup deal. I mean, we all. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Cup deal. We know what that is um then dragon and dom take a walk and then mackenzie is with tiffy and she's talking about jesus what (laughs) it's pronounced jesus (laughs) um that's funny i gotta cramp now uh yeah so tiff tiffy's like uh she's talking about these outfits that she saw when she was shopping and uh, pink is so tiff tiff uh trick gets tmz in the parking lot and then wes comes up and says something and drives off and then charlie and the chocolate factory show up and then miles is late that's all i got for that um sweet burn with the you know raw doll references and then uh the main event north american title match dragon lee with ray mysterio in his corner versus dominic mysterio with uh rhea ripley in his corner um, Rhea Ripley uh, hits uh, Lee with the belt and he gets a Mishinoku driver yeah. then Ripley gets in Ray's face after the match Lyra attacks 
the heels powder, babies raise their arms, everybody's happy. Um, you know, that's basically how we go off here. How, how did you uh, how did you feel about uh, Dominic's performance in this match? Uh, is he getting better? I feel like he's getting well, better. He had he had a better he had a better match this night. He did, but he's still you know a little bit. Well, let me put it this way. Um, not only can Dominic not lace Ray's boots, no, oh. he can't even lace his own boots. <laughs> did you see his boots? They're just like wide open, and it's like he had to do it in five seconds. Like he didn't have all day to lace his fucking boots. I didn't. I didn't even notice this. Now I'm gonna look and see if he always does this. Like if he doesn't know how to lace his boots, and no one teach him how to lace his boots. I think the same shit happened last week. I think his boots came undone. Listen. But I mean, it, I'm, I mean, the boots weren't undone, but the lacing in the the through the holes and everything was wrong i i just i was like what is it, it looked like oh. i don't know it looked like his <laughs> it looked like his boot it looks like the the flaps were like making a mouth and it was like hey lace me you know like <laughs> it's basically hey do it right kid uh no it has to be uh, a mexican accent do it right know. yeah maybe Come i don't on, know man, what the boots me. made of lace me i have a fucking cramp um i'll tell you what man Again, Dragon Lee, very good. Dominic, better. Um, Rey Mysterio, there. Didn't really do much. Um, Rhea Shiny. She's awesome. Rhea Ripley is really fucking awesome. Um, her her role in this match was perfect. And um, yeah, man, it was it was it was okay. It was a good, you know, decent main event. You know, people tuned in, I'm sure. There was there was only one point that I thought that maybe perhaps they would take the belt off the kid, which I, I doubt will ever happen. I'm gonna tell you right now. He'll retire with the belt. You know who's going to take the belt off of him? Guess. Oh. I'll give you one guess. Rhea Ripley. No. Oh. It's going to be the son. Damon. No. It's going to be the son of another wrestler making his NXT debut. It's going to be one of the Lotharios. Brian Pillman Jr. You know he was supposedly down there. He was down there. That he was. That I know he was down there. And no, it's not. You went to Google Earth and you saw again. He was in the back. You saw Brian Pillman this time. You saw the mullet from space. Yes, sir. Brian Pillman Jr. will be. uh, I think they'll book it to have him take the belt off of Ray Jr. or Mysterio (laughs) or Dom, Dirty Dom, what the fuck they call him. I don't know. Um, All right, great. I I enjoyed the main event. I thought it was good. I like the finish. Um, you know, it brings the belt in the ring. The whole bait and switch thing uh, works. Ray gets in her face at the end of the match, right? Is that what, what happened there? And they go off the air. Well, yeah, it was, a, it was a happy ending for once. A happy ending. And uh, I can hit the go home music here as we start to. So, yeah, man, look, I'll tell you what, dude. Um, Match for match, like I said, I thought this was an enjoyable show. I actually did like the show. Um, I hated uh, everything in between. I hated it. I, I, I literally, there was nothing good in between. So all, all these um, these ridiculous segments with fucking virtual wolves and teardrops in between text messages and all that other dumb shit. Um, the Ray Mysterio one backstage was fine with... with uh, What's her name? Uh, that girl from the Chase U and 
yeah, Thea Hale. That was fine. Um, like I said, man, this is developmental, guys. Saying a fucking third brand. So they're trying shit out. They're throwing shit against the wall. Um, and you got a bunch of old men booking this shit still. So until Triple it's H developmental, takes, send Ray Mysterio. <laughs> instead of and, and until Triple H retakes this over and and finally allows uh, Shawn, My- I don't know. Shawn Michaels is an old man. I don't fucking know anymore. Triple H ain't taking this shit back over. I'll tell you that. I, I like I, I I liked the show. I thought it was good wrestling. Everything else shit was shit. But speaking of shits, where can they find you? <laughs> yeah well uh you can find me uh everywhere at opinion haver all your favorite social media platforms and you can find me on the impact attack every monday with brandon where we talk about impact wrestling which is also terrible in its own unique way mm-hmm. and uh i get very angry at them uh, but it does lead to some interesting conversations and possible solutions uh none of which they will take as the moose gets less and less and the lights get brighter and brighter more moose they're going in the wrong direction but uh any case do check that out even if you don't like impact wrestling because it's not really so much about impact wrestling yeah that's uh good advice for anyone um other than that uh check out wrestling with the river rogers every friday um concrete unless it's different time or a different day mm-hmm. and uh check out uh, stevie richards goddamn stevie richards every time i look last time i checked his channel he was at 21.9 thousand subscribers or something like that and if i go to it right now as of this recording at this moment oh shit stevie richards his subscriber count is is mm-hmm. still 21.9 thousand subscribers oh, but it. it's probably about to be 22,000 the moment we shut this off so i'm gonna look like an asshole but he just uploaded a video. Uh, is Gold Dust slash Dustin Rhodes underrated? Let's break it down. So check that out free on YouTube. And if you like that, Patreon's got a whole other set of content, including finish breakdowns, match breakdowns, Tell new me, series is he's coming with. How many? How many subscribers does he have on YouTube? Twenty-one point nine thousand. All right, I'm gonna break this down for you really quickly so you know in honor of stevie richards real quick do you remember maven no no one remembers maven come on you remember maven the guy that won the first tough enough right yeah i don't remember him maven started the youtube channel doing the exact same thing stevie richards is doing when did he start two weeks ago okay now the reason i'm the reason i'm bringing this up is because Maven Huffman has 42,007, or is it 42.7 thousand subscribers? He only has eight videos up. Hmm. Do you see anything fucking wrong with this? Not, not, and I, I love Maven. I actually like his videos, but I just think that there's so much more, you know. Like I bet Steve. you, I bet you, Maven is saying a lot of things he may have learned from being on the road with Stevie Richards on his channel. You'd be surprised. So, so I mean, know. listen, Maven seems like a great guy. 
I think this is cool, but is he kind of taking Stevie's gimmick a little bit, stealing from? I don't know. I don't like to use the word Steve, but stealing. But just saying, just started this two weeks ago. It's funny. He's doing exact same shit. Um, rating wrestlers he worked with. Uh, the the worst real beating he got in the WWE, and the last one is how much money did he make as a wrestler? Wait a minute, those aren't the same things as Stevie Richards is doing. Stevie Richards is doing lots of interesting and different things than that. But here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about all of it. Because I don't want to say anything disparaging about Maven. Oh. Uh, it's YouTube. You can subscribe to both of them for free. It doesn't sure. cost you a thing. So check out Maven and check out Stevie Richards. We'll check out Stevie first. Yeah, check out Stevie. You're probably already checking him out. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you know, Maven is cool. He, he was in the, he paid, he finally, I mean, would you say he paid his dues? Sure, man. You know, hey, the guy drop kicked the Undertaker over the top rope and the Royal Rumble. Stevie wrestled for all three major or, or all four major wrestling promotions, TNA, WCW, ECW, and the WWF had major roles in all four, won titles all over the world, came back from spinal spin and whatever it was, beat that. So, and also developed an interesting uh, resistance band program, Stevie Richards mm -hmm. Fitness. I'm interested. <sighs> anyway, listen, guys, if you don't mind um, tuning in tonight, uh, hey, you like the Conspiracy Horseman? Well, we got one of the worst ones, but we get, he's here. Uh, the Greek god Papadon will be joining us. Yes, Greek god the Papadon huh? will be live tonight, Wednesday, August 9th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're going to talk about the, the truth behind the U.S. Federal Reserves and a whole bunch of other things. And if you don't want to talk about that, you know, fucking just look at her. Look at uh, April's tits. They're amazing. And she's a wonderful, beautiful woman and my friend. So tune in, guys. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy the show today. We're going to have a lot of fun. So, again, if you guys love the Conspiracy Horseman, you haven't seen him. We have like the bottom rung, rung of Conspiracy. But he's coming. He's going to be on. You know. Anybody watch Star Wars anymore? Mm -hmm. no, I, don't, I don't care. Let's ask Dark Side Cast. And anyway, guys, uh, just go on Maven's page and tell him that he's stealing from Stevie Richards. Don't tell him where it came from. No, don't do that. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. Everybody, okay? put your phones and keyboards down right now. Yeah, don't do, do it. You ought do to be it. ashamed of yourself. Stop. Do it. Don't encourage him. Do it. <laughs> Subscribe to Stevie Richards Fitness and his YouTube channel and. Leave a lot of dislikes on Maven's channel. Goodbye, Vet. Do that. Do it. No, no, never do that. Say goodbye, Vet. Don't do it. I mean, you don't have to do it, but I think you should. You gain nothing by doing it. Do it.